might as well is an audio gallery that showcases the rejection of the binary frailties of good and evil in favor of truth told via comically allegorical jeremiads. In other words, Hasehamaumo. job tonight Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated now if she loses he can't win <laughs> he is praying that Will Smith wins like please Lord Jada I love you G.I. Jane 2 can't wait to see it all right <laughs> That was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth! I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. Welcome to Might As Well. Bitch, buckle up. This is not NPR. So without further ado, the great Maui Ma. Thank you for the intro, Robo Bitch. Today is a good day, Robo. It's an amazing day because I just saw the most beautiful thing I have ever seen in my life. I've never witnessed such beauty. And bruv, I've been alive for 30 years. My wife is gorgeous. She's beautiful. She's flawless. But bruv, yo, yo. This right here, this right here probably beats my gorgeous wife. Fam, I have never seen such beauty in my life. I'm emotional right now. Legit. Fam, yo, I'm so emotional that I don't even know what to do with myself. What am I going to do with all of these fucking emotions? I'm so, I'm so sorry. It's been impossible. We've been up against so much and it just ain't ready. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I'm feeling the feels because I've never seen such beauty in my life. Bruv, this dress by the vampire's wife for Kate Middleton is to die for. It's incredible. Look at it. Metallic pink. I mean, bruv, come on, bruv. What more can I say? Bruv, when I saw this dress for the first time a couple of days ago, my reaction 
was simply, oh my gaga, legit, right? I was like, oh my gaga, this dress is incredible. This fucking dress looks heaven sent. Legit, bruv, yo, God bless the artisans who worked on this fucking dress. Legit, bruv, they're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> God loves beauty. Yeah, I know this because they told me themselves. The Jibruf, I have daily conversations with Allah. Am I religious? No. Far from it, as a matter of fact. Right? I'm basically a fucking pagan. However, I have daily conversations with Allah in them. Right? And I said they because God is a gender non-binary entity. God is a click. God is three entities all rolled in one. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Keep up! Keep up! God is basically the Migos. Facts. But I fucking digress. We give them nothing and something I, I don't know where they give the trigger Call up the gang and they come and get ya Call me a river, give you a day share Just like that in Cooking the dough with the Uzi My guy is a savage Uzi Got 30 round, 100 round too Cooking the dough with the Uzi My guy is a savage Uzi Got 30 round, 100 round too Prince William and his wife, Kate Middleton, were on an eight-day tour of the Caribbean because they care. They're humanitarians. They care about humanity. They are the furthest thing from racist. They don't move like their forefathers. They give a fuck. So please... Respect their agency. And I'm talking to you, Jamaica. Why the fuck are you niggas protesting? What's the fuss about? The prince just wants to visit. It's easy. They just want to visit your home. Right? They just want to see the fucking poverty up close. All facts. How about welcome the prince and his wife into your homes with open arms? Please. Jamaica, cut the shit! Kutala nkupega mina. Gisupega imnyaga e so mine shaka luluni. Kota manja so we scat so good and gusti gisaga is in wasami. Escape beni. E dubai. Gikoga is double am dating. 
Let the prince and his wife visit your country in peace. Okay? They have to keep an eye on their property. Respect property rights. What happened to that? What happened to respecting people's property, Jamaica? Lest we forget! Lest we forget that the Caribbean was once a part of the British Empire's property portfolio. Them niggas used to own a lot of niggas. So please, Jamaica, respect the prince's agency. But I fucking digress. Right? The prince and his wife took an eight-day tour of the Caribbean. And on one of those days, they took their talents to Belize. Ah, Belize. Beautiful, right? Belize is beautiful, but also it's poor as fuck, right? Hey, Belize is gorgeous, but also poverty, right? So, bruv, what did the Duchess do? Ah, The Duchess pulled up to this tiny, poverty-stricken nation, rocking a $4,000 dress, a metallic pink dress by a brand called The Vampire's Wife. I mean, bruv. The irony, right? The, I mean, fam, some things, yo, you can't write some things. Some things just happen, right? Some theater just unfolds naturally, bruv. Hey, she was rocking a dress by a brand called The Vampire's Wife. It's right there. The joke is right there. I ain't even gotta say it. It's right there. What's a man to do? What's a comedian to do? When the jokes just write themselves, what's my job going to be? Huh? The jokes are writing themselves. In other words, the jokes are taking a job from the boy. Right? The jokes are writing themselves. I'm supposed to write the jokes. Hey, where the fuck am I going to work? Huh? Fam, there's no difference between me and a rapper who has a bunch of tattoos on his face. Legit. There's no difference. We are one in the same. If the jokes start writing themselves, I got no job. People need to laugh so bad. And comedians, some people, I saw someone online online saying, uh, you just do it for yourselves, you comedians. And that just ain't true. It's, it, you're doing it, it's an exchange. It's a human exchange. And it's one of the most beautiful things to be able to bring laughter to people. If the jokes start writing themselves, I'm fucked. I'm gonna go broke. And then I'm gonna become poor. And homeless. Next thing you know, Maui Mau is Belizean. And bruv, we ain't doing that. Because I'm African. I owe my my being to all of these fucking scammers over here. Bohutman, Bohashpapi, bruv, the gods. Gods of the game. Legit, we ain't doing that. Maui Mau cannot afford to be Belizean. And fam, if the jokes start writing themselves, I won't be able to afford anything. Bruv, there's no difference between me and Takashi69. Well, Takashi, I should be asking you that question. Are you stupid or are you dumb? Because it looks like you are both. Bruv, word on the street is Takashi69 is now broke.
So fam, hey, the reason why I say him and I are cut from the same thing is because if the jokes start writing themselves, I'm fucked. And if his rap career doesn't work out, he's fucked. Legit! Because nobody is gonna hire a guy that looks like Takashi 69 This fucking guy has 69 tattoos of the number 69 on his body. <laughs> He's got 69 tattoos of a sexual position on his body. Okay? And on top of that, his face is just... Bruh, his face looks like a wall in the middle of Johannesburg. Hold up. Takashi 69's face brought to you by one of the five elements of hip-hop, graffiti. Look at his face! It's as if tabs scribbled all over his fucking face. Who the fuck is gonna hire this kid? Huh? I feel bad for him! Legit! Because if his rap career doesn't work out, he's fucked. Right? And bruv, evidently, it's not working out. So he's fucked. But I digress. Kate Middleton pulled up to this poverty-stricken nation rocking a $4,000 dress, a metallic pink dress by a brand called The Vampire's Wife. And bruv, the dress is to die for. Oh my god. The dress is a fucking masterpiece. It's a beauty! Look at it. Google it. It's amazing! It's to die for! And fam, a lot of people died in her wake. Legit. And they died from obvious shit like, you know, poverty, hunger, heat strokes, diabetes, TB, high blood pressure, HIV and AIDS, COVID-19, and just life. Right? A lot of people died in her wake. Fam, listen, listen. Who gives a fuck about Kwashia Cole when fashion is life? Sisekake. Photo synthesize. Photo synthesize. Photo. You grabbing a snack, Fern? Yeah. Water and light combined so I can make my own food. Nobody cares about food. Nobody cares about water. Right? Those things are not important. Nobody gives a fuck about oxygen and carbon dioxide. Nobody gives a fuck about the cycle of life, ecosystems. Nobody cares! Nobody gives a flying fuck because fashion is life. The Legit, bruv. Fashion is life! Right? And bruv, yo, yo, listen. Kate Middleton pulled up to Belize looking like a trillion bucks because she cares, right? Bruv, look deeper, right? She's trying to inspire these kids to aspire for more in life. Wow. Wow, bruv. Yo, fam, Kate Middleton is inspirational. Fam, think about it. When those little girls in Belize 
right? Saw her rocking that dress, bruv. They aspired for that life. Legit. Right? They aspired to one day grow up to acquire such beauty. Bruh, yo, it's incredible. Fuck. I told you niggas. Prince William gives a fuck. Right? Kate Middleton cares. They both give a fuck. They care. Legit. They're humanitarians. Let them cook. Let them inspire the next generation. Right? Kate Middleton worked hard to acquire that fucking dress. She worked hard. Bruv, yo, having to deal with the queen is a lot of work. Legit. Because the queen is a bitch. Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a thousand. The queen is a bitch. Facts. Kate Middleton is a source of a lot of inspiration. She inspires me. Legit, bruv. She started from the bottom. Now she's here. Look at her thriving. Living her life like it's metallic pink. Right? It's a beautiful thing, bruv. Her aura is edifying. Every time I see her, I learn something. Legit. And I've learned a lot. All facts. The reason why I'm the man that I am today, bruv, is because of Kate Middleton. Legit, bruv. Yo, fam, I get emotional every time I talk about Kate. Legit. I just, I just, I don't know, bruv. Like, something happens inside of me every time I see her, bruv. I don't know why it is, but it happens. Something happens. The happenings just happen inside of me, bruv. Legit. I don't know what it is. I don't know what they are. But the happenings happen. <laughs> Legit. So, bruv. When Kate Middleton pulled up to Belize, those little kids, those fucking little girls, got inspired. Did they faint after? Yes. Did some of them die after? Yes. Why? Because poverty. Poverty. What's up, dog? What's up? I don't know. You just sound like you got a lot of information and knowledge. Uh, I got a few things. I can tell you this. Everything that's going on, both politically, globally, is all planned. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Have a good one, dude. Right, Thank you. Low Belizean boys and girls with bloated tummies passed out after witnessing Kate Middleton's beautiful dress. It's to die for. And some of them died. So rest in peace. Rest in peace, little Timmy. Fuck. Little Timmy Timmy Turner. With your little cute burner. That shit is cute. But you a killer, little Timmy. You had to go. You had to go. You gotta die early. Before you become problematic. Before you become Vladimir Putin. You gotta die early. You gotta go. Kill them young. Kill them young. Right? The apartheid regime said. Kill them young. Right? The national party said. Kill them young. Jibrov. But I fucking digress. Right? Low Belizean girls. Clocked out. After seeing Kate Middleton pull up, they died. And some of them fainted. But best believe, best believe, they died inspired. Okay? They fainted inspired. Because, bruv, that's what life is all about. Okay? Life is all about inspiration and exposure. All facts. Are the kids gonna eat inspiration? No, but it's enough. 
right? Can the kids survive on exposure? Nope. But, but, sometimes exposure is enough. Hey, fuck it all the time. Exposure is enough all the time. Fuck food. Fashion is life. Legit, bruv. That fucking dress. Oh, oh my God. That dress changed my life. Fam, listen. I thought I knew beauty. Okay? I thought I understood beauty. Right? Until I saw that fucking dress. Until I saw Kate Middleton. Right? Perambulating. In Belize. Right? Walking on poverty. I was like, bruh. That dress right there is incredible. It's amazing. Right? Walking on a carpet of tiny little kids. Right? Tiny small little kids with with beer bellies. <laughs> right? Walking on a carpet made of Kwashiakor babies. Belizean Kwashiakor babies. That shit is beautiful. Incredible. Bruv, yo, that dress is a masterpiece. So I'd like to take this moment to thank the vampire's wife. You guys are incredible. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to thank uh, Dracula himself, uh, Prince William, for for taking this tour and and for documenting the tour. Right? I mean, bruv, if you are wealthy, I think it's your responsibility. To go on tours like in, in third world nations, third world countries, right? It's your responsibility, it's your fucking duty as a wealthy person to take your talents to an impoverished nation and document the poverty, bring the footage back home, right? Right? So that while we are out here dining on Autolands, we can press play and watch the fucking poverty. Right, on our big ass screens. Sir, now that you've got your check, do you plan on quitting your job driving this truck? Truck driver? I ain't no truck driver. I'm a janitor. Janitor? That's right, baby. I just bought this truck straight cash. And I got enough cigarettes to last me and my family for the rest of our lives. I'm rich, bitch! That's what life is all about. Life is all about the wealthy documenting the poor's tourists. That's what life is all about. So I'd like to take this moment to thank the royal family for always delivering the content. You motherfuckers are consistent. You motherfuckers are indefatigable. And you motherfuckers are insatiable. It's never enough. It's never enough. The royal family is basically MTV. Legit. So I'd like to thank the royal family for always bringing their ridiculousness. Thank you. You motherfuckers are ridiculous and I love it. Right? You motherfuckers are silly and I love it. Continue generating the fucking content. You niggas get it. The royal family gets it. Hey, Stevens, you're a prick. You know why? Because you got Xbox, Xbox Live, Pad, Internet, TV, a house, preferably, I think. But well, you ain't got a headset. Tramp. Prick. Dickhead. Hey, relax, fam. Fall back and relax. Lie down. No homo.
Right. They dropped our flag. You think you can just chill in this house and it's all good, all gravy? We push the and cook down on curry. Whoa. Hostiles have destroyed your UAV. What, 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 what? Get me, bruv. Get ready for the flipping SWAT team to run up in your yard like that. Execute. You don't want me to stop breathing again. Huff. It's the return of the black tooth. Cause their man are all sweet like bad juice. Serious. Super fast rapping. Put gaps in. Relaxing. Green juice. Swag tactics. Can't match this. Get practice. Spinning back fist. 40 40 snake with a hiss. Jellyfish sting, man. That's your piss. Take to the heart. Decapitation. And a silver bullet. Don't take the royal family understands that in 2022, outrage is profitable. That's number one. Number two, they understand that content is currency. Content in 2022 is more valuable than oil. They get it. Right? Proof. Hey, content carries more weight than jewels. In 2022, welcome to the metaverse. This is it. Right? Bruv, yo, the metaverse, albeit different, right, from years past, it's driven by the same old, same old. These are all fucking facts. Web 3.0 is driven and carried by the same old motherfuckers. Right? So expect the Kardashians to run the NFT space in a couple of years. Because the more things change, the more they stay the same. God damn it! I'm preaching. I'm fucking preaching, bruv. Legit. Right? These are all fucking facts. The royal family gets the game. They understand the game. Right? Fam, listen, yo, you have to salute the royal family. These motherfuckers, bruv, yo, they've been around for so fucking long. Right? Like, bruv, think about it. They have dominated, like, every generation. Right? Content-wise. And in some generations, literally. Right? Like, bruv, they have dominated every single generation. Like, bruh, that's, that's fucking, that's, that's wild. Right? They've been dominating the world from the jumping tin. You gotta salute that. Right? I talk like this because of these motherfuckers. Think about it. Right? I speak English because of these motherfuckers. Fam, yo, listen, I'm a Tswana kid. Right? I'm Tswana, Kimu Tswana, however, however, yo, to keep it a buck with you, bruv, English is my first language, <laughs> okay, like, bruv, hey, my mother tongue, yo, bruv, is my second language, maybe even third at this rate. Yeah, 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 yeah
Kola modi kotolomba kuchezi Bachezi kitchen ibatega baro usezi Bone mafele, bana bako fleshe takesi Tupa mabele mkukwa na harale besi Let me tell you about this honey oh Wana wamuiti, tolana eborete Butengesa iti, kakora kalo le memo nato wasuviti Kaitola, wana mtu kasuhu muiti Tepe kala lefele, miskutness musadi kakora tatele All over your face, hoping you will kiss and tell If you feel me musa sete choka bafele, bafele Typical up the fella, carica lady, beside the auto trap and man Ruining lives every time they get a chance in hell If you feel me, most of the chuck up a fella, a fella Bimpa when I let Bimpa Bimpa when I let Bimpa Bimpa when I let Bimpa But don't drive too fast, got a tool of a bara Bimpa when I let Bimpa Bimpa when I let Bimpa Bimpa when I let Bimpa But don't drive too fast, got a tool of a Faking fly fake as a toupee Bakana hoja papa bare gomia pe souffle Manje chuta Bana bako la kapantuka I know so many men in gaba kwale la buka Let me tell you about this pretty book I'm with you from high school Drop dead gorgeous but mutla say a damn mule I'm baka Say to her to conquer this my dude She laid my boy like and caught a smack for a damn move Typical up the fella Miss cuteness Musarika horata tsele All over your face Hoping you will kiss and tell If you feel me Musasa se choko ba fele Ba fele Typical up the fella Kadika lady Musari out to rap a man The lives every time they get a chance in hell If you feel me Musasa se choko ba fele Ba fele Bimpa wena le bimpara Bimpa wena le bimpara Bimpa wena le bimpara But don't drive too fast Got a tool of la bambara Bimpa wena le bimpara Bimpa wena le bimpara Bimpa wena le bimpara But don't drive too fast Got a tool of la bambara a two-way street, they dead right, cause some of us niggas we dead weak, we love blind, we love anabasare rate, borankane, rabolue larkipagane, we can't fight, let me tell you about this hood rat, kemone le Tony Mac, majaya vani fine ass, looking not all that, anyezi, still wanna groupie my tight rap, I caught a smack from a man, funny you understand, typical of the fella, miss cuteness, musadika gorata tsele, all over your face, hoping you will kiss and tell, if you feel me, musazete choko ba fella, ma fella, Typical up the fella, Kadike lady, Musadi out to trap a man Ruining lives every time they get a chance in hell If you feel me, Musadi out to trap a man Ruining lives every time they get a chance in hell I speak English way more than I do Setswana. Now, bruv, don't get me wrong. It's nothing to be proud of. However, I'm proud of it. Why? Because I have accepted 
that English won and my language didn't. I've accepted that Setswana is not as universal as English. English won, right? Hence, I speak the Queen's English, darling, right? The perfect mix of Norman French and Anglo-Saxon. That's what English is, right? I speak English because I have accepted this reality, right? I don't live in the past. I'm not some bitter African fucktwat who's on Facebook writing a bunch of hotep bullshit talking about the dangers of Africans exclusively speaking English. Cut the shit! The language won, let's keep it moving. In a hundred years, kids are not going to be speaking Sitzwana. Legit. These are all fucking facts. Right? African languages are dying. Why? Because English won. It won. There's nothing we can do about it. It won. That's it. Accept it and keep it moving. Right? That's me. Right? I've accepted I've accepted. And I hope that the royal family also accepts the fact that Belize has a high rate of poverty. While 42% of the general population is affected, up to 50% of Belizean children under the age of 15 are classified as poor. 58% of Belize's youth under 18 is classified as multidimensionally poor. I hope the royal family accepts this fact. Right? Because I've accepted the fact that their language is universal. Now, bruv, they need to accept that, hey, Belize is poor and they caused the poverty. Right? Right? Yo, hey, the royal family needs to accept that they are the fucking cause of this here poverty. Amen. 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 While Prince William and his wife are out there celebrating the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. I hope they understand that their wealth generation resulted into the poverty that got generated in the Caribbean. I hope they understand that because there's a direct correlation. So fam, I understand why the Jamaicans are pissed off. I get it, right? I get it. They were oppressed for hundreds of years by the British Empire. So I understand their anger, right? 
I get it. These motherfuckers oppressed the Caribbean only for them to come back just to perambulate? You're showing me. You're showing me how unserious you are. Man, if I was Jamaican, I was going to be pissed off too. I'd be looking at Prince William like, bruv, just look at this batty boy. Walking around my neighborhood. What the fuck is he doing in Jamrock? Legit. I was going to say some shit like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, yo, acting is not diary. Acting not diary. Arr. Arr, me mighty. <laughs> right? And then I was going to morph into a fucking pirate. Arr. Arr, look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. Right? Life is crazy, bruv. We live in a crazy fucking time. Right? Oh, we are celebrating the Platinum Jubilee. Therefore, we have to fucking tour every single country we used to own. What the fuck are you doing? It's the Platinum Jubilee. We have to remind the world that once upon a time, it was our bitch. It's the Platinum Jubilee. We have to tour the Commonwealth. We have to remind these motherfuckers who the fuck we are. We are the royal family. Windsor, motherfucker. That's who we are. That's who we bees in the fucking block. Right? And fam, listen. Listen, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what the royal family said. All facts. When they undertook this mission to tour their former colonies, that's exactly what they said. Why? Because these motherfuckers are sick. Legit. Right? The royal family is an incestuous institution. Legit. Them niggas are sick. Them niggas are not normal. They don't think like you and I. Nah, they different. They're fucking animals. That's what they are. They're animals, right? So it wouldn't surprise me if that's how the fucking conversation went, right? They'll probably sit and going, yo, we have to remind these motherfuckers who the fuck we are. You're a fool if you think man's pretending I've been round there with my bad boyfriend them. I showed none that my shank ain't bending, so it's a shame that his teeth ain't ending. How many times have I been outside and I left a man's t-shirt drenched in? Still got Putin's pending, leave all your bridges trending. What'd you know about phone line beating, coming like everybody wanna get high today? There was no gas on that bando stove, so we put that grub in the microwave. Give me your drop on the pagans them, and I swear I'll get around there right away. Give me your drop on the pagans them, and I swear I'll get around there right away. Oh no. No, no, this isn't music. No, I don't like this, David. No, that's enough. No, David, I don't like that. No. I mean, we have Prince Harry fucking a black bitch high on jungle fever. The fuck is going on? We have to remind the world that the royal family is not the United Nations. Jack, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how the fucking conversation went. All facts. These motherfuckers are sick. Right? So I understand where the Jamaicans are coming from. I'd be pissed off too. 
I understand where Belizeans are coming from. I'd be pissed off too. Legit. Right? Bruv, yo, listen. I should be pissed off. As a matter of fact, I should be pissed off. Why? Because these motherfuckers stole our jewels. Right? They pulled up to South Africa and they stole our fucking diamonds. Bring back the colony, you old bitch! Queen Elizabeth! Damn you! Bring back the fucking Kalinin. Oh, it's the Platinum Jubilee, darling. The Queen is celebrating 70 years in power. We have to celebrate her. This is a major feat. Nigga, how about let go and let God? How about that? Bruv, at this rate, the Queen is gonna outlive us all. I mean, bruv, yo, Queen Elizabeth outlived Betty White. Let that sink in. Whoever thought that Queen Elizabeth would outlive Betty motherfucking White. Right? Whoever thought. But it happened. It happened. Life is fucking crazy, bruv. Legit. Queen Elizabeth, let go and let God. And then bring back the fucking Colin in. Legit. These motherfuckers are silly, bruv. You know? Like life just gets crazier by the day. You've got Kate Middleton. Like fucking Ambulin. <laughs> in Belize. Right? Rocking a dress that costs $4,000. I, I, I mean, I mean bruv. Hey. How fucking out of touch are these people? How out of touch is Kate Middleton? Like, bruv, hey, I mean, do better. Your life is nothing. You serve zero purpose. You should kill yourself now and give somebody else a piece of that oxygen and, and ozone layer that's covered up so that we can breathe inside this blue trap bubble. Because what are you here for? To worship me? Kill yourself. I mean that with 100% how about before visiting a country how about do your fucking research do your homework before rocking up to that country looking like a trillion bucks when their fucking dwellings are trash bruv how about do your research know where the fuck you are going you are going to Belize not Hollywood Kate Middleton here right or maybe or maybe kate middleton gives zero fucks maybe she did her fucking homework maybe she did her fucking research and she was like nah, don't care <laughs> legit right bruv listen yo 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 belize is sad okay belize is poor 
But let's keep it a buck. That dress is fire though, right? <laughs> right? The dress is fire. The dress is incredible. It's to die for. Right? Do I really think the dress is dope? Nah, not really. <laughs> I'm just about I'm I'm just about I'm I'm just about I'm I'm just I'm just about I'm I'm just I'm about I'm Imagine this scenario. Imagine you are super hungry. You haven't had anything to eat in five days. Right? And then I pull up with a slice of bread and Vogue's September issue. Bruh, which one are you taking? Are you taking a slice of bread or Vogue's September issue? It's obvious. You are taking the letter. You are taking the Vogue magazine because fashion is life. Legit. Fashion is everything. Don't believe these fucking cunts who keep telling you that food is important. Fuck the food. Okay? And bruv, yo, the poor are currently being priced out of the food market anyway. <laughs> Legit. The poor are being priced out of bread. Legit. Things are getting more and more expensive. So might as well get into fashion. Might as well read Vogue magazine. Right? Might as well dive into Anna Winter's psyche. Who gives a fuck about food and water? Who cares about survival? Fashion is everything. Legit. Look at the fucking Olsen twins. Them bitches don't eat. Look at them. Look at them. Right? Look at them. Them bitches have never had a slice of bread in their lives. Them bitches don't do carbs. Look at them. Right? But bruv, they are fashionistas. Right? They are not foodies. However... They are fashionistas because fashion is life. What he was doing, make him out the hood to keep us trapped. The red line of the probably the times if you live by black. I don't think they hear me though. Okay. Gentrify your own hood before these people do it. Play eminent domain and have your people moving. That's a small glimpse into what Nipsey was doing. But anybody still confused as to what he was doing? The neighborhood designed to keep us trapped. They redlined it so property times if you live by blacks. They depress the asset and take the property back. It's a ruthless but a genius plan in fact. So now we fighting over scraps. Crabs in the barrel, but crabs don't belong in the barrel. They ain't never tell us that. So when the barrel, we gon' act like we act. We can easily get out the barrel if we stand on each other's back. Whoever gets on top, as long as they stay attached, they can pull everybody out. I was doing just that. 
I told neighborhood nips to stay close. A hundred million dollars on your schedule, lay low. Tell your team to be on point in the places that they go. I never dreamed to get killed in the place that he called home. How we gonna get in power with you, the sauce? Y'all like to run off on the plug, so of course. That ain't lit, that's a means to an end. Me and my team was playing the plug ahead of plan. Sometimes we's only making a thousand a joint. That ain't no money, but that ain't the point. So those 92 bricks was only 92 thou. So y'all can close your mouth, it ain't nothing for y'all to wow. But it is starting to study. We was chasing our goals, not chasing money. Niggas chasing hoes, we find that funny. I pull up in the rows, that hoe gon' want me. But I don't want no hoe, I want a wife. Somebody to bounce these ideas off at night. I be going to sleep hoping they'd visit me. That young king had a lot of jewels to split with me. And we ain't gotta leave the hood physically. But we gotta leave that shit mentally. Somehow, someway. A car phone or a cell phone of any size was considered a massive flex during the 80s. So much so that an industry of fakes popped up for those dying to fake it. Love it. Please roll up my window. I can't hear you. There's some trucks coming by. She's talking to herself. There's nobody on the other end of the call. This is what the cellular car phone has spawned. A phony car phone. Status without the static. People would talk to themselves and pretend I'm crying. I kind of need to tell you something, and I've been trying to tell you all day. I don't know how. What, Brandon? I'm pregnant. I took two tests. Pregnant? Brandon, you just had one three months ago. Don't you have to heal or some shit? You obviously weren't too worried about that, were you? How do you keep getting... It's not even that big. How do you keep getting pregnant, Brandy? Well, when a man and woman tolerate each other... I know how it happens, Brandy. That's not what I'm talking about. Please tell me you're cheating on me. No, I didn't. God damn, that Billy Ray Cyrus and his fucking sex music, he's what? paying for this fucking baby. The Kremlin has uh, named you today as their public enemy number one, um, saying you're the you're leading the kind of anti-Russian uh, resistance uh, internationally. I wondered why you thought that had happened. Whether you thought we were going to get any blowback uh, back home from that, uh, and how you feel about it. I think it's very very important for everybody uh, to understand that I don't think there's a single person around the table in, in NATO uh, or the G7 uh, who is against uh, Russians or the, or the Russian people. Absolutely not. Least of all me. Uh, I think I probably. I'm, I think I'm probably the only prime minister in UK history to be called Boris. Uh, you know, I, I, I have. I think. I think I, I have that distinction. Uh, uh, and I am not remotely anti-Russian. Uh, but uh, I think what we all agree is that what Vladimir Putin is doing, the way he's leading Russia at the moment, is utterly catastrophic. Uh, that his invasion of Ukraine is inhuman and, and barbaric, and the and the conduct of that invasion is is now moving into uh, the type of behaviour that, as I said before, we haven't seen in the continent of Europe for, for 80 years. Uh, and uh, it, it's horrific. So you can be, you can be sympathetic towards uh, ordinary Russians who are being so badly uh, led, uh, but you can be deeply hostile to uh, the decisions of Vladimir Putin, the way he's, uh, way he's leading his country. Fucking no! I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay.
best bit about making music, you know, I swear down, it ain't even the bars I'm spitting it, it's the ad-libs. It's like, you're right, sure, you got to gas the crowd up. Say, la! I've got more than enough in my locker. I feel like rocking him on when he got. I got more than enough in my locker Brother, I'm a warrior, I feel like Rocky the moment he got up It's some championships, I just keep on landing I know it ain't just about all the bangs you hit But I'm still here standing, taking on the whole lot while I'm off my rocker But I got more than enough in my locker Kick me on the ground and I'll bite your foot, we don't know about stop We know about loss after loss, it will turn you soft, turn me to a boss A survivor, made a fury, glad that it made me wilder Could have battles, they made me wiser Cover my locker in petrol and watch it light up a product of my environment, watch me walk out the flames Turn my back on the smoke, look close, you can still see the fire in my gaze Carry the torch for the town and use the light to make it out the maze When you're born this hot, you feel safe in blaze Burning and I don't feel faint <gasps> Oh, this was a dog, had a taste of the blood, fresh wounds in the game Now I want it all and I can't be tamed till nothing but scars remain And I can't refrain from claiming the fame, cause look at how far I've came Best wake up and smell my mocker I got more than enough in my locker Brother, I'm a warrior, I feel like Rocky the moment he got up It's some championships, I just keep on landing I know it ain't just about all the bangs you hit But I'm still here standing, taking on the whole lot while I'm off my rocker But I got more than enough in my locker Kick me on the ground and I'll bite your foot, we don't know about stop We know about loss after loss, it will turn you soft, turn me to a boss A survivor, made a fury, glad that it made me wilder Could have battles, they made me wiser Speeding ahead, I don't need no visor I'm a soldier, never looked up to an older Brother got here off my own back Paid homage to grace before me, respect, I'm old that I neglect the throwbacks, but the stress it still rolls round me That smell it just sticks Just like the cigs that I got on my breath, I want all the smoke I feel colossal like Carly, they ain't good a bottle like RD Who else came in the game, took their shit, actions backed it like Muhammad Ali That's what I thought, somebody tell them man to hang up their gloves Cause everybody's bored, plus I got more than enough in my locker Brother, I'm a warrior, I feel like Rocky the moment he got up It's some championships, I just keep on landing I know it ain't just about all the bangs you hit But I'm still here standing, taking on the whole lot while I'm off my rocker But I got more than enough in my locker Kick me on the ground and I'll bite your foot, we don't know about stop We know about loss after loss, it will turn you soft, turn me to a boss A survivor, made a fury, glad that it made me wilder Could have battles, they made me wiser, huh? I got more than enough in my locker So you want to take over for Letterman. You want to host Late Show on CBS. Yeah, that's... Well, here's the thing with that, champ. That's short for champion. If you want to be a talk show host, it's better if you're funny. Now, there have been some guys who are not funny. Tom Snyder, David Suskind, Ted Koppel... But funny's better. Now, have you ever had any experience with being funny? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a comedian. You're a comedian. Well, I've known you for a week and you haven't made me laugh once. I had no idea you were a comedian. I thought you were a newsman. No, I'm not a newsman. I'm a, I'm a comedian. Jesus. Well, all right. Let's see it. See what? See the funny. Make me laugh. Go. Go? Go. Funny. 
three, two, one. I'm go. I'm not that kind of funny. What kind of funny? The kind where you just say go and I'm funny. All right, I think you better leave my office. Jack, Mr. Dole, I, I look, there's different kinds of funny, right? There's different kinds of performers. I'm not that kind of performer. Let me tell you what kind of what you are. You're whatever you have to be to make people laugh. Anytime, anywhere, anyone. You turn it on on a dime. You get that belly moving, son, or you're out. Now tell the truth. You're just scared, like a rookie. You're like some kid at a talent show with a number pinned to your shirt. You got nothing or you would have shown me now. So get out. Thank you. Have a nice day. Fine. Lick, I, I can't, I can't, I can't give up on this. I don't, uh... This is either a, a, a door or a wall for me, and I, it's either the beginning or the end. I, I don't... I Please. Okay, then. Let's see the funny. Three, two, one, go. Funny. This is it, bud. You want me to start at one and go up? One, two, three, funny. Okay. Last chance, and then we're really done. Done and done. Let's go, kid. You want the big gig? Let's see it. Make me laugh at the count of three. One. Two. Bruv, look at the fucking Olsen twins. Okay? Look at them. They belong in Romania. Obviously. Right? Look at them. Fam, they should be migrating with these fucking Ukrainians. Romania because they belong in Transylvania obviously 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 that's where they belong because bruv yo they look like they are both married to Dracula which in turn makes them you know the vampire's wives look at them look at them bruv yo fam they aged like a pair of turds in the sun they got all hard, all dry, and all crusty and shit. It's sad. Right? Look at them. They've never had a fucking burger in their lives. Right? The last time these bitches had a fucking Big Mac, Bob Saget was still their father. These are all fucking facts. Just look at them. It's crazy. And to think that motherfuckers had a countdown to their 18th birthday. <laughs> Congratulations, you dumb fucks. You motherfuckers played yourselves. Because these bitches don't care about fucking. They don't care about sex. They don't care about looking good. No. They don't care about food. They don't care about water. They don't care about life. Legit. They only care about fashion. Fashion is life. Right? Oh, Maui, life is life. Nah, fashion is life. Legit, right? Life is just meh. But fashion, though, fashion is important. I mean, bruv, for example, Vladimir Putin is out here pummeling Mariupol, okay? Russian forces are out here just flattening 
Mariupol. But all people care about is Vladimir Zelensky's green t-shirt. Bruh! Fashion. Всім добрий вечір. Лідер фракції тут, голова Офісу Президента тут, прем'єр-міністр Шмигаль тут, подаляк тут, президент тут. Всі ми тут, наші військові тут, громадяни суспільства тут, всі ми тут. Захищаємо нашу незалежність, нашу державу. І так буде і далі. Слава нашим Захисникам, слава нашим захисницям. Слава Україні. Слава Україні. Let's be honest. Nobody cares about these fucking refugees. Nobody cares. Okay, bruv? Nobody gives a flying fuck if they survive or not. All we care about is Vladimir Zelensky's fashion. What the fuck is he wearing today? Right? That's all we care about. Legit. All we care about is the OOTD, the outfit of the day. That's all we care about. What the fuck is Zelensky rocking today? And does he look hot or not? Is it fly or not? Huh? Does it fit well or not? That's all we care about because fashion is life. All facts. Fashion is life. Nobody gives a fuck that there's a war going on outside. Niggas ain't safe from. Right? Nobody gives a fuck. But we care about the fashion. Сегодня, в последний день, уходящего века и я ухожу в отставку. Свобода слова, свобода совести, свобода средств массовой информации, права собственности, эти основополагающие элементы цивилизованного общества будут надежно защищены государством. С Новым Годом вас! С Новым Веком! the fashion i'm sorry hey bruv i'm sorry that a fucking missile destroyed your home i'm sorry however life is all about the fashion because fashion is life bruv yo some of us care about the fashion so much that we are writing think pieces right i mean fam the independent published an entire article waxing poetically about Vladimir Zelensky's green t-shirt. Niggas are calling it iconic. 
Niggas are calling it a message of defiance. What the fuck are you niggas talking about? It's a t-shirt. Okay? He's dressed like a guy who's in a war zone. Why? Because he's in a war zone. Ah, right? He's dressed like a soldier because, hey, he's now a soldier. Whether he likes it or not. Right? He's now leading an entire army. He's a soldier now. Right? He's a soldier. Hence the fucking Nobel people are out there changing the rules so that they can give him a Nobel Peace Prize. He's a soldier. Right? He's a soldier of peace. Right? A soldier of democracy. A protector of democracy. A soldier of love. <laughs> yeah. He's a soldier of love. Right? Bruv, what's more fashion than being a soldier of love? Bruh. Dude, yo, what's more fashion than that? What's more Vogue than that? What's more Karl Lagerfeld than that? What's more Virgil Abloh than that? What's more fuck and a winter than that? Bruh, Vladimir Zelensky is a soldier of love. Right? And of course, he's going to be Time's Person of the Year. Right? Obviously. Why is he running, Dad? Because we have to chase him. Okay, we're going in! Go, go! Because he's the hero Gotham deserves, but not the one it needs right now. So we'll hunt him. Because he can take it. Because he's not our hero. And if I was Anna Wintour, I was going to put this man on the cover of the September issue of Vogue. Just give him the cover already. Put this man on the cover. He's a fashion killer. He's a fashion icon. He deserves it. Fashion is life. Fashion is life. All fucking facts. He deserves it. Right? Meanwhile, meanwhile... Belarusian railway workers sabotaged the railway lines leading to Ukraine from Belarus, making it impossible for the Russians to resupply by train. The Russian logistics situation near Kyiv just went from bad to worse. It's the largest sabotage action in Belarus so far during this war. Salute! Salute to those fucking railway workers. They're doing the law's work. Because they understand that the Lord is a fashionista. God damn it. It all comes together.
It all comes together with a pair of Air Jordans. It all comes together with a Virgil Abloh Louis Vuitton suitcase. Rest in peace. Virgil was here. It all comes together with a vampire's wife dress. It all comes together. Fuck. When we get blessed, right, by the fashion god himself. Fuck. Mr. Bozonke. Ricky Rick Mercado. Mr. Cotton Fest. Fuck. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Family values. Right? Family values. Fashion first. Family second. Right? Right? The math is simple. <laughs> there's a clear number one and there's a clear number two. Fashion first. Family second. Right? You gotta make sure that you look good. We live in a crazy world. Vladimir Zelensky is now a fashion icon. He's a fashion killer. Thank you, Mr. Bozonke, for blessing us with another fashionable day. Thank you, sir. Right? The fashion Allah. Thank you, sir. God damn it. Life is crazy. Right? And Vladimir Zelensky now understands why life was crazy for so long. And listen, it still is. It's still crazy. Right? But he now understands why life is crazy. Life is crazy because he spent a long time, right, rocking mediocre outfits, right? He was out there just, just, you know, just rocking some garbage. But now, now, his outfits, his outfits have that, have that extra sauce, right? His outfits match. His outfits fit better, right? He looks cooler. He looks like a fucking action figure. He's ready for prime time. He's a fashion killer. He's a fashion icon. And while this fucking guy, while Vladimir Zelensky is out here being a fucking badass, what the fuck is Vladimir Putin doing? Huh? Vladimir Putin is trying to get Belarus involved in this fucking war. Legit! This shit is fucking crazy, bruv. He's trying to get Belarus involved. And that shit right there, bruv. Nah, 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 nah. That ain't good. That shit ain't good. Because, bruv, Russia clearly needs assistance. Hence, they are pressuring Belarus to join the war. And, bruv, if Lukashenko concedes... This will further stretch Ukrainian defenses and allow Russia to again try to encircle Kyiv. They failed multiple times. But bruv, if they get helped by Belarus, bam, yo, yo, Russian soldiers might actually penetrate Kyiv. Right? Or is it Kyiv? Nah. <laughs> Kyiv. Right? Right? The word is Kyiv. That's the word. Right? It is a, it is a gr in it. A gr. Grief. <laughs> Bruv, yo, I'm slowly morphing into a fucking Ukrainian. Legit! We are looking at how to pronounce the name of the capital city of the country of Ukraine. It used to be 
that the name of the city was called Kiev because of the Russian influence. However, now the Ukrainian insist that it should be pronounced as Kriv. Kriv. Pretty straightforward once you know Kriv. And now you know. Bruv, a few days ago, I got called up, right, by my uncle. And he was like, hey, yo, bruv, where you at? And I was like, toot. And he was like, what? And I was like, hey, Maui Mau, toot. <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck are you saying? And I was like, Maui Mau is here. I'm here. I'm around. Sup, how can I help you? Maui Mau, toot. I'm here. Bruv, yo, listen, yo, yo, I'm slowly becoming Eastern European, right? An African Eastern European dish, what it is, right? Because, bruv, I'm out here telling niggas, right, to say no to the fucking war, but I say it in Russian, right? I was out here like, yo, niet vonye. They were like, what? And I was like, niet vonye. It means no to war. Fuck, I'm good. God damn it. Maui multilingual, bruv. I'm here. Legit. I'm a polyglot. It is what it is. I don't make the fucking rules. I'm a curious cat. What can I say? If I die, I die. I'm a curious cat. I'm here. Right? The Sam Potter Bridges of Podcasting. I always fucking deliver. I deliver in fucking Ukrainian, I deliver in Russian, I deliver in English, I sort of kind of deliver in Sitsuana, I deliver! <laughs> That's all I do! Right? No to war. You're now listening to the Sam Porter Bridges of Podcasting. You little bitch. Oh, man. 
Vladimir Putin is wild and rough, right? And he's getting desperate. And nobody is as dangerous on this here planet as a desperate man. These are all fucking facts, right? He's trying to get Belarus involved, right? And Ukrainian officials believe that the likelihood of Belarus joining the war is high. Where it is, Belarus has deployed around ten to 15,000 soldiers to go fight in Ukraine. It's getting crazy, right? Meanwhile, heavy fighting is still popping off in the northwest of Kyiv, where Ukrainians are trying to encircle Russian troops, and in many ways, they're succeeding, right? While all of that is happening, Roman Abramovich has docked his super yacht in Turkey, right? Where it is, the super yacht costs 750 million pounds. He's in Turkey, right? Ain't that crazy? Think about it. Roman Abramovich is a Jew. He's Jewish, right? He's a Jewish man. And he just docked his super yacht in a Muslim country. Right? <laughs> right? Like, life is crazy, man. He just docked his super yacht in Turkey to escape the sanctions in the West. Life is crazy. This shit costs 750 million pounds. I mean, bruv, hey, what you doing? How about the world has fucking, yo, we got problems. You feel me? There's world hunger to try to solve. Right? How about direct those fucking resources that away? Use that money to help humanity, not yourself. How about that? Right? But niggas are selfish. Nobody cares about that. Right? And the reason why Roman Abramovich hasn't been hit with uh, sanctions by the U.S. is because of the fact that Volodymyr Zelensky told Joe Biden not to hit Roman Abramovich with sanctions because Roman Abramovich is assisting with these fucking peace talks between Russia and Ukraine. Right, so that's sort of kind of interesting. Right, So we need to keep an eye on that situation over there. You know, we just live in a crazy fucking time, bruv, right? And a story just broke right now that Israel blocked Ukraine and Estonia in recent years from using powerful spyware to hack Russian phones, fearing the Kremlin's reaction. My name is Camilla. I'm in the 11th grade. I'm interested in politics and activism. In our country, you can die from everything that's going on. Everything has been destroyed, from the economy to the benches outside residential buildings. For me, Putin and his gang are to blame. 
Everyone calls them that because they're a gang of crooks who have taken power. They divide the money up however they want. They're involved in killings. They're a criminal organization who use threats, murder and forgery to take over companies and put people in prison. They're not just kleptomaniacs. They are real criminals. All that was hidden is now in the light. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the truth. The Jibrov. Because we all deserve the truth. These motherfuckers have been lying for way too long. Legit. Right? Our leaders are liars. And they be saying some shit like, Oh, we lied to protect you all. Nah! I'm dirty! I'm dirty! I can take the truth. Tell me the truth. Right? I'm not a fan of political surprises. I'm not a fan of geopolitical surprises. Right? But, I, you know, I'm a fan of surprises overall. You know what I mean? Right? I'm not one of those niggas. You're like, oh, I'm not into surprises. Oh, my God. Nah, I'm into surprises. Right? I'm just not into geopolitical surprises. Don't surprise me with a geopolitical disaster. Okay? Surprise me with with a game. Surprise me with something technological. Something dope. Don't surprise me with famine. Don't surprise me with, with, with a fucking war. The fuck? Right? Surprise me with something dope. Buy me ice cream. <laughs> right? Buy me something nice. Right, give me a hug, please. <laughs> Legit. Give me a hug. <laughs> give me a hug. <laughs> right? Surprise me with something dope. Not a fucking war. Right? Give me something nice. Too many fucking surprises, bruv. Yo, I appreciate the truth because I deserve the fucking truth. So do you. Right? So do you. Legit. Right. <laughs> Where it is, the Taliban has halted its plan to reopen secondary schools for girls in Afghanistan. Going back on a pledge the night before students were set to return to classes. Bruh, hey, why are you niggas surprised? Why? It's the fucking Taliban. Bruh, the Taliban doesn't believe in women. <laughs> okay? These Taliban niggas are gay. They believe in dick. It is what it is. Right? Legit, it's homies over hoes at the Taliban. All facts. Right? They don't believe in this oh, I'm a woman, hear me raw shit. Nah. Who runs the world? Nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, the Taliban doesn't believe in females. It is what it is. Why the fuck are you niggas surprised? Oh, they went back on their word, Maui. Uh, why are you surprised? Right? These niggas are the leaders over there, right? Right? They're the leaders in Afghanistan. And what do leaders do? They lie. 
The math is simple. The math is simple. Right? Leaders lie. All facts. Leaders fucking lie. Oh, they lied. Oh. These girls deserve an education, Maui. Yes, they do. However, they live in Afghanistan. Right? The chair that they live in Afghanistan, there's nothing I can do. Life is crazy. Is a sad yeah. Do I wish shit was different? Of course. Right? These girls deserve an education. But life is unfair. Right? I was born black. Life is unfair. Right? Do I love being black? Of course. Right? But we all know what's up when you're black, right? The world just, just fucking mistreats you. Right? The world mistreats you, bruv. The world kicks your ass when you're black. Niggas hate you for nothing. Right? They hate me because I'm dope. <laughs> right? I was born black. Hey, bruv, listen. Listen. Hey, how about, how about I feel bad for these girls? However, life is a bitch and then you die. Right? How about that? How about I care, but life is a bitch and then you die. Right? And the bitch, of course, right? Is a vampire's wife. That's just how life goes. Life is a bitch. And then you die. All facts. There's nothing I can do. Right? I can talk about it on my part, but, you know, I'm a black kid in Johannesburg. Right? Armed with a microphone and some funnies. Right? That's all I got. All I got is comedy, bruv. All I got is this fucking microphone in my brain, of course. Am I gifted to y'all? Right? <laughs> That's all I got! Right? Bruv, this war in Ukraine is wild. And fam, Russia's failure to execute a quick takeover, a quick takeover, you know? They failed to execute a quick takeover of Ukraine is causing some in Moscow to question Vladimir Putin's military leadership. Should we trust them with the guns? Hmm. Should we trust Vladimir with the bombs? Hmm. He failed to execute a quick takeover of Ukraine. Should we trust them with the things that go boom? <laughs> how about, how about overthrow this motherfucker? How about that? Huh? Fam, fam, in Pakistan, Imran Khan, right, is about to get kicked out. This fucking guy, fam, this is what happens when you, yo, hey, this is what happens when you fucking elect a sports star, right? As as your fucking leader. This is what happens, bro. Listen, comedians make for better leaders than sportsmen and women. I said it. Yeah, I said it. Imran Khan is a cricket icon, right? Who's now an asshole? Like, fam, hey, what happened to Imran Khan? Never meet your fucking heroes. 
right? But listen, bruv, if I'm your hero, meet me. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> and also, I'm very sensitive. I need a hug. Don't surprise me with a bomb, no. Surprise me with a hug. <laughs> Craziness. Згинуть наші вороженьки, як роса на сонці запанує, і ми, братя, у своїй сороньці душу тіло ми положимо за нашу Imran Khan was out here feeling himself a bit too much, right? Now look. Huh? Now look. Bruv, hey, Batlomunwa, Imran Khan. Fam, Pakistan's Prime Minister, Imran Khan, is fighting for his political survival after opposition political parties have moved for a no-confidence motion in parliament and the country's powerful military has withdrawn its support for his government. You see, bruv, in Pakistan, things are different, right? If you are the fucking prime minister over there, you don't really have power, right? The military holds all the power. The military has monopolized the power over there. The military is the kingmaker over there. In fact, in fact, here's a little secret. Let me look around to make sure that nobody is watching or listening to the show. Here's a little secret. The military holds all the power in every single country. FYI. The military is the kingmaker in every single country. Think about it. Bruh, hey, who the fuck is Xi Jinping without the Chinese military? He's just a guy. He's just a granddad. People fear him because he controls the people who control the guns, right? If you control the people who control the guns, then you have power. But if the people who control the guns turn around and say, hey, you don't have the right to boss us around, then you are fucked because you are just a guy and they are the guys with the guns. You're just a guy, but they are the guys with the guns. Think about it. Right? If the US military was to say, yo, man, we, we don't fuck with this government. Let's overthrow this government. There's nothing that Joe Biden and them. <laughs> right? 
Oh, we did it, Joe. Oh, my God, Joe. Oh, my God, Joe. We did it. <laughs> There's nothing that Joe and his acolytes can do because they're just a bunch of guys in suits. Now, if the guys with the guns were to say, hey, we don't like the guys in the suits. There's nothing the guys in the suits can do. These are all fucking facts. So look at Imran Khan. He was yapping a lot a few weeks ago. And I told you niggas, I told you niggas that the Pakistani army fucks with the Americans. I try to tell you niggas. Bruh, yo, yo, am I a fucking political scientist, bruv? Huh? Am I a political scientist? Bruh, I wanted to study political sciences. And then I was like, nah, it's all good. <laughs> right? I was like, ah, it's all good. Right? I'll become a fucking autodidact and I'll teach myself. Right? Because my aura is edifying. Not only unto the external, but also unto myself. God damn it, I'm deep. I'm deep. I'm a philosopher, god damn it. There's what it is. Right? There's what it is. There's what it is. There's what it is. Told you niggas. That the Pakistani military or the Pakistani army fucks with the Americans. And Imran Khan is in love with the Chinese. However, the military in Pakistan is the fucking kingmaker. Right? So, so, his love doesn't mean shit without the support of the military. Right? His love, his Chinese love, or the love he has for the Chinese, doesn't hold any fucking weight. Right? If he's not supported by the army over there. Right? The military holds all the power in Pakistan. Now Imran Khan is ass out. Right? He's ass out. Give a pin. Bupelo gets Right? He's ass out. That shit is sad, but hey, you played yourself, Imran Khan. This nigga's all yeah, yapping, oh. Oh, yeah, 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 oh. Shut the fuck up, sir! Right? Shut the fuck up. Right? And I hope, I hope they kick you out, inshallah. All facts. Right. We live in a crazy fucking time. Life is fucking crazy, bruv. Everybody's at war. Everybody is at war. A story came out last week. Right from Bloomberg. And uh, these niggas are like, oh, the world's deadliest war. Is not happening in Ukraine. It's happening in Ethiopia. In Ethiopia, Africa's second most populous nation, a bloody civil war is now in its 16th month.
себе Или отдайте кому-то вечности Пожалуй, не так уж и много, если есть назад Хотя бы одна дорога Стань вновь моими рваными джинсами без тебя Я не понимаю прозу, я забью На все свои прежние принципы ветер, ночь Ты пистолеты и розы The fighting between Ethiopian Prime Minister Abe Amis forces and the rebel Tigray People's Liberation Front seems to be at a standstill. A lot of people have died. As many as half a million people have died as a result of Ethiopia's civil war. So yeah, yeah, it is the world's deadliest war. However, I can see what Bloomberg is trying to do. They're trying to create a juxtaposition between the situation in Ukraine and what's happening in Ethiopia. Like, they're trying to create a fucking comparison, right, in the way that these two wars are being covered, right? Because, of course, what's happening in Ethiopia has yielded way more deaths than what's happening in Ukraine. Um, however, like, ah, listen, it's not going to work, right? And bruv, I'm in Africa, right? I'm recording this in South Africa. I'm in Africa. So the situation in Ethiopia is closer to home because we feel it, we see it. The coverage is heightened, like, you know, it's, it's in our faces, we see it. We know what's going on over there. And I've spoken about the situation at length, right? I broke this shit down to the T. Go listen to my old shit, right? I spoke about this fucking war, the civil war in Ethiopia, like, for weeks, right? Maybe even months. However, um, this attempt by Bloomberg to get the rest of the world to care is not going to work because what's happening in Ukraine is more pertinent than what's happening in Ethiopia. Did I lie? Did I And I know that it's fucked up to look at this situation in Ethiopia from a relevance lens. It's fucked up, right? But the truth is, what's happening in Ethiopia is not as heavy as what's happening in Ukraine. It's heavy in terms of blood and gore, but in terms of importance, it's less important. Right, because they don't have nuclear weapons over there. Right, like they don't have NATO countries over there. So this civil war can never spill over into a world war. It's fucked up to look at it like that, but that's the fucking truth. Right, the Ethiopian civil war can never spill over into Germany. It can never spill over into the U.S. It can't spill over into China. Right? Them niggas are going to fight amongst themselves. And that's where it's going to stop. Right? 
That's it. These are all fucking facts. So it's sad to look at it like this because over a half a million people have died. That shit breaks my heart. That shit is fucked up. Those people are my brothers and sisters. They're Africans. But when we talk about the world, right, this this situation in, in Ethiopia is not important to the world because it doesn't spell doom for the whole world. It spells doom for Ethiopians, right? The situation in Ukraine will always be more relevant and more urgent because of the nuclear weapons factor and because of the NATO factor, right? That's why, that's why what's happening in Ukraine is heavier, right? And, and that's why it weighs more. These are all fucking facts, right? And I know, I know. Right? There, there's some fucking racism, you know, in the mix when it comes to the coverage of the civil war in Ethiopia. I know, right? Black and white, you know, will always play a factor here and there. But I think in the grand scheme of things, race has nothing to do with this shit. Right? Race has nothing to do with this shit. But, but the human race has everything to do with this situation in Ukraine. He was black. Well, isn't that weird? Yeah, it's this, really the, the weird. The black thing is so strange. Yeah. African, for they're not wearing any clothes all day. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm Italian. Based. You know, black is weird. And mostly. he was brown. Isn't that weird? Yeah, this it's really weird. Uh, yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Based on the truth is, what's happening in Ukraine has the potential to affect all of us. All 8 billion of us. So whether you like it or not, you are involved in what's happening in Ukraine. Whether you care or not. Right? You are involved by default. Right? Whether you are aware of this war or not, you are involved. Why? Because nuclear weapons. That's why. Because... If Vladimir Putin was to drop a nuclear bomb on Ukraine, you are going to be directly affected by that decision. Whether you like white people or not, <laughs> whether you give a fuck or not, whether you believe that we should be focusing on Ethiopia more or not, you are going to be directly affected by one man's decision, your life could potentially end because of one man in a country you've never even been in, right? He's all the way in Eastern Europe. Most of us have never been to Eastern Europe, right? Nor do we desire to go to Russia. These are all facts. But... If that fucking lunatic over there drops a nuclear bomb either on Ukraine or on any one of these NATO countries on their fucking borders, it's over.
Because you are going to be directly affected. I'm going to be directly affected. We are all going to be directly affected by that decision. Partners in the paddock in my piece. I'm pushing peace. Cop new hammers for my peace. We don't want no peace. Got a spot across the spot. Jeff for peace. Drop the data now we plan. So yeah, what's happening in Ukraine is more important, unfortunately, and I'm sorry, but this is the fucking truth. I'm giving you the truth on a silver platter. This is why nobody is going to give a fuck about this crazy headline on Bloomberg. Oh, the deadliest war is happening in Ethiopia right now and nobody cares. Nobody cares because what's happening in Ethiopia can never trigger a World War III. But what's happening in Ukraine can easily trigger Armageddon. Unfortunately, Niggas are going to care more about what's happening in Ukraine. Don't try to make this a race situation. I get it. Racism is still alive, right? And racism is not going anywhere. I get it. But let's remove the race from these situations. And let's focus on the, the crux right, of the matter. The crux of why what's happening in Ukraine carries more weight than what's happening in Ethiopia. Right? Instead of playing the fucking race card, let's just tell the truth. Right? Racism is there. I'm not denying it. Right? Nor am I saying, by the way, nor am I saying, nor am I saying that we shouldn't give a fuck about what's happening in Ethiopia. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm African. It hurts me. It breaks my heart. I'm here. I ain't saying that. All I'm saying is, the truth of the matter is, what's happening in Ukraine carries more weight because of its potential scale. Right? What's happening in Ethiopia has a ceiling. What's happening in Ukraine doesn't. But bruv, let's keep it a buck. That fucking dress is amazing. God damn it! That fucking dress is incredible! Jesus fucking Christ! Thank you, vampire's wife. You motherfuckers are incredible! Jesus! It's the bottom of the seventh inning! The last chance to order beer! <laughs> like our greatest American entertainer, Mr. Daffy Duck. So I want you to spray it and don't say it. A one, a two, a three. Take me out to the ball game.
with the ground by me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the cops. If they don't win, it's a shame for it's Mr. Gates, um, you're familiar with a company called Real Networks, are you not? Yes. Um, did uh, you ever have uh, any discussions with any representative of Real Networks uh, concerning um, what products uh, Real Networks should or should not uh, offer or distribute? No. Um, Microsoft signed two contracts with Real Networks. Um, did it not, sir? I have no idea. I thought it was one. Um, uh, Real Networks was previously called Progressive Networks, correct, sir? So you've warned about the real threat of chemical weapons being used. Have you gathered specific intelligence that suggests that President Putin is deploying these weapons, moving them to position or considering their use? And would the U.S. or NATO respond with military action if he did use chemical weapons? You know, on the first question, I can't answer that. I'm not going to give you intelligence data, number one. Number two, we would respond. We would respond if he uses it. The nature of the response would depend on the nature of the use. And then also, do you think uh, that Russia needs to be removed from the G20? On the latter point, my answer is yes. That depends on the G20. Um, I, that, that was raised today. And uh, I raised the possibility if that can't be done, if Indonesia and others do not agree, then we should, in my view, ask to have both uh, um, Ukraine uh, be able to attend the meetings. Because you're heading to Poland tomorrow, do you think that getting a first-hand look at the effects of this war on these millions of Ukrainians who have fled their country could change the way that you might respond? I don't think so, because I've been to many, many war zones. I've been in re refugee camps. I've been in war zones for the last 15 years, and it's, 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 it's devastating. And those who have made it across the border, I plan on attempting to see those folks, as well as I hope I'm going to be able to see, I guess I'm not supposed to say where I'm going, am I? But anyway, I hope I get to see a, a lot of people. <laughs> Back 
I know you bitches can't believe it Thought Pac-Man fell off cause my page got deleted I, I grew up drinking dirty water, I'm undefeated But the fuck this year up, I know you bitches hate to see it My Asian plug grows up, I'm in love with May May Ain't ready to die about this shit, then why you hollering gang gang I, I, I be in my feelings too, <laughs> I can't even blame you My bitch left me on God, I'ma act the same way Yeah, Lunch Kurosotic, push a piece of dirty donuts Cheating is for kids, my bitch wish a nigga call grow a, up Call a op, nigga hoe up, made her suck me till she throw up This shit 300 in line, bitch quit asking me to pull up Love baby, got that water, uh, yeah that cooch cooch I, I, I get crunk up in that thing, bitch I feel like Duke Deuce Gucci boots up in the winter, ain't a hold a tutu She said her ex nigga a dog, me too, woo woo Every bitch I ever had, I saw some up, my little fajitas Was a long hearted nigga, my bitch turned me to a cheetah Bitch asked me for some head, I told her, uh uh-uh, uh, I can be her. My career almost over, tell Drake I need that feature Nigga sit down, make a plan, and hit a lick to get some cheese Get caught to get the stitching, bitch you post to kept a G Why you calling home complaining, cause your BM slept with me I feel like Gunner, when my bitch squirt, let me drink it, that ain't pee Got a bunch of side bitches, and I love all of them They ignore me when I was broke, so I dog all of them Clip hanging out the bottom, she kill O'Neal in small covers Rocky got Rihanna pregnant, that's a win for all of us Yeah, niggas got madder, pockets got fatter Ignore a bitch in the club, we having nasty sex after Baby got that demon head, but I think the bitch Kathleen Me and Nelly in the same boat, average size dicks matter I drink Quagan with any pop, man, I hate the liquor I date hoes that swallow kids, I won't date a spitter Suck it slow, don't be a speed licker, I'm a patient nigga Somebody tell Flo Millie I wanna have a baby with her I would've killed Finch, they would've knew not to play with stiffer Shit start changing in my life when my pet got bigger Instead of blaming me for cheating, she just blamed the women Calling every bitch that I fuck Like, why you rape that nigga? Speeding in the scat, got me with a hundred fines Half a rack for the scent, baby, this that number nine when I say she got cake, not Duncan Hines. We supposed to fight our demons, but I keep on fucking mine. Oh, is it a classic? It just came out. Nigga, listen to it. Then go to sleep, wake up, listen to it again, nigga. It's a classic. I ain't gonna say it again. It's a classic. I'm not a classic. Look. I've got two questions. Question number one. Is everybody in Eastern Europe a fucking gymnast? The fuck is going on over there, bruv? Larry Nassar should have taken his talents to Russia. Question number two. How many times do the Americans play the Mexicans in a year? I mean, bruv, hey, hey, it's getting too much. Okay? So please, America and Mexico, please, cut the shit. Enough. Enough, okay, bruv? Enough of the USA versus Mexico. Enough. I've had enough of these fucking matches. These motherfuckers play against each other a hundred times a year. I'm sick and tired of seeing Christian Pulisic miss a bunch of goals. Legit! I'm sick and tired of Serginho Dest versus Raul Jimenez. I'm sick and tired of seeing Chicharito play against the Americans. Enough! We fucking get it! You niggas got beef. We get it. Right? You niggas don't fuck with each other. We get it. You niggas are neighbors. We get it. Traveling from one country to the next is easy. We get it. Now cut the shit. I'm sick and tired of seeing the United States versus Mexico. Enough! Jesus fucking Christ! 
It's getting out of hand. These niggas play every single week, every fucking week. Mexico versus America every fucking week. Enough. I'm fucking pissed off. Can we see something different? Can we see Mexico versus Canada? Can we see Mexico versus Jamaica? I'm sick and tired. Can we see America versus Honduras? Can we see something else? The fuck? Mexico versus America every single fucking week. Day in, day out. Year in, year out. Week in, week out. Enough! Fucking pissed off. Now, bruv, let's revisit question one. Is everybody in Eastern Europe a fucking gymnast? Because where it is, where it is Vladimir Putin is dating a former gymnastics superstar. A lady by the name of Alina Kabayeva. Is everybody over there a fucking gymnast? How about, hey, how about learn a new trade? How about that? How about try another sport? Try basketball. How about that? Try something else. Play ping pong. Play esports. How about that? Play Street Fighter. Do something. Become a doctor. Become a lawyer. Become a scammer for all I care. Everybody is a gymnast in Eastern Europe. Everybody. How about try something else? How about that? Everybody backflips in Eastern Europe. Hey, how about become something else? Invent something. Become an inventor. How about that? Open a fucking restaurant. Become a chef. Try something else. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm sick and tired of this shit. And oh, hey, South Africa, I'm sick and tired of you niggas too. Legit. Bruv, hey, the president has lifted the state of disaster. Right? The state of disaster has been lifted. However, South Africa is still in a state of disaster. Hey, bruv, hey, I repeat. The state of disaster has been lifted. However, we are still in a state of disaster. Like, bro, what the fuck is going on? Hey, fam. Hey, hey. The fuck is happening? Huh? Niggas are like, oh, hey, we have lifted the state of disaster. Okay, cool. However, however, everything you did... During the state of disaster, still applies. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm fucking dazed and confused. The fuck is going on? I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off. Let's fucking rewind. My best a cornucopia of jewels. Ma, 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 
as well, might as well, might as well. A few days ago, I hit up my mother. And I said to her mom, I think your phone needs a software update. And she was like, okay, cool. Do you want to update the phone right now? And I said, yeah, give me your phone. And then she gave me her iPhone. Right? And fam, I tried. Okay? I tried to update this woman's phone. However, I failed because she didn't have enough storage. Right? And then I hit her up again. And I said, mom, I'm struggling to update your phone because your storage is full. And she was like, what does that mean? I said, hey, you got too much shit on your phone. Okay? That's what that means. <laughs> of course I didn't say that. Right? Of course I didn't use profanity to tell her that she's got too many things on her phone. She's African. She's black. The game is different. Legit, bruv. You can't be using words like shit. To address your mother. Your African mother. She's not white. She's black. It's a different ball game. It's a different sport. <laughs> Legit. It's a different sport. Right? White people. Yo. Your white people play hockey. Black people. Bajala one palo. Legit. These are all fucking facts. These are all fucking facts. Right? But I digress. Right, of course I didn't say shit. I used the word things. Right? I didn't say shit. I said things. I said, Mom, you have too many things on your phone. And she was like, okay, cool. Let's delete a couple of things. Right? And then she directed me. Right? On what to fucking delete. And she said, yo, delete this app. Delete this game. Delete that video. Right? Everything was good until it wasn't. Because after deleting all of these things that she directed me to delete, right? I was like, mom, yeah, we are going to need more space. Because your storage is still full. Which means we need more space to update your shit. To update your phone. And again, I didn't use the word shit. Okay? Right? And she was like, okay, cool. So what do you think we need to delete now? And I said, uh, TikTok. I think TikTok has to go. Bruh, fam, listen. Hey, <laughs> listen. When I said that, my mother gave me, yo, fam, one of the coldest stares I have ever seen in my life. Okay, my mother gave me a death stare. When I said TikTok has to go, my mother wanted to kill me. These are all fucking facts, bruv. Fam, listen, yo, hey, China now owns my mother. She's gone. Okay, she's gone. China now owns the mothership. She's gone. Right? My mother is now a Manchurian candidate. She's a fucking puppet. She's a Chinese puppet. It's over. Bruv, I told my mother, 
that we are gonna have to delete TikTok and fam, yo, yo, my mother said, okay? And I quote, verbatim, verbatim. My mother legit hit me up and said that, hey, don't delete TikTok because I watch TikTok every day before I sleep. I was like, huh? And she was like, Maui, do not delete TikTok. Because every day, before I sleep, I watch TikTok videos. Bruh. When she said that, my fucking jaw dropped. Right? I froze. And then, I felt a piece of me just, just die. Hey, mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the My mother is gone. Right? My mother now belongs to the Chinese. Okay? My mother now belongs to the Communist Party. She's gone. Legit. Right? She's gone. Bruv, my mother's favorite cartoon character is Winnie the Pooh. She's gone. Okay? She now belongs to Beijing. She's gone. Legit, bruv. Fam, my mother watches TikTok videos every night before she sleeps okay that's where i'm at welcome to my life that's yo bruv hey hey that's my life okay bruv that's my reality my mother my mother is addicted to tiktok videos okay fam when she said that she watches tiktok videos every day before she sleeps Bruh, I, I, I just, uh, yo, I was speechless, okay? And then, you know, as if, as if that wasn't enough, right? My stepdad decided to pile on, right? This, this fucking guy, what fuckers, what fuckers are this guy? Bruh, hey, my stepdad decided to fuel the fucking fire. Right? And then he pops up. Rocking a gown. Looking like fucking Weinstein. <laughs> right? Rocking a gown. Looking like Harvey Weinstein in his prime. He pops up and he says, Maui, we love TikTok. Bruh. Bruh. Yo, I, yo. Hey. Hey, if I had a fucking pistol in hand, I, I would have shot my fucking face off. Okay? Okay? This fucking guy pops up looking comfortable as fuck. Looking warm as fuck. Rocking a gown. Right? Rocking a gown. Just, just, yo, bruv, yo, fam, looking all, all, all comfortable, all warm, all fuzzy. I was like, bro, why the, yo, why do you look so comfortable? Saying all of this dumb shit, why do you look so comfortable? Fuck! Yo, bruv, listen, yo, I gotta, I gotta buy a gown. Legit. Because, 
the winter, the winter is coming. Right? My, yo, fam, my stepdad pops up. And he says, he says that dumb shit. Right? He's like, yo, yo, we watch TikTok until we pass out. Kill me. Okay, bruv, kill me. South Africa, South Africa. We have lost our parents to the Chinese. Okay? We have lost our parents to social media. Their brains are now mashed potatoes. These niggas are gone. Legit. These motherfuckers are now just ghosts. Right? Just lost in their shells. All fucking facts. South Africa is going to the fucking dogs. Legit. All fucking facts. Our parents are addicted to social media platforms. Chinese social media platforms. It's over, South Africa. Might as well teach your kids Mandarin. Fuck English. Okay? Teach your kids Mandarin. Because South Africa is now officially a Chinese satellite state. Dish what a dish. What a fucking mess. I'm devastated. I'm a broken man. My mother now belongs to the Chinese streets. She now belongs to the streets of Beijing. The Jebrov. And fam, I can't afford a bodyguard. Okay? Chinese bodyguards are too expensive. All facts. Have you seen the price of Beijing bodyguards? Nigga, nah, we ain't doing that. Right? If she takes her talents to China, it's all good. Go live on the mainland. It's all good. It's your life. Right? You a grown woman, mom. You a grown woman. Can't believe this shit. I've lost my mother to our Chinese overlords. Can't believe it. It's over. It's fucking over. I'm broken, bruv. Right? You are now listening to half a man. Okay? It's over. South Africa is fucked. I mean, bruv, hey, hey. The South African police wasted 100 million rands. Okay? On technology they cannot use. I repeat, these motherfuckers spent 100 million rands on technology they cannot use. Welcome to the fucking metaverse! South Africa is fucked! Bruv, police intelligence blew over 100 million rands on grabbers and drones which they cannot use and word is they are now gathering dust in a warehouse fam hey that warehouse is probably a fucking garage in Soweto legit I put it to you these are all fucking facts because this is South Africa Mr. Vickman Sasan welcome Welcome to South Africa. Bruv, the Sunday Independent reported that the police spent around 112 million rands to...
require 13 grabbers, 15 surveillance drones, and 12 precise mobile location vehicles. And these niggas cannot use all of that tech. We are fucked. Okay? Okay, bruv? We are fucked. Right? Our parents are gone. Our police cannot police, right? We fucked! Right? Our national security is subpar at best. Right? Not even subpar. Our national security is non-existent, South Africa. Okay? We have one plane. We have one plane from the fucking 60s or some shit. Patrolling our shores. Patrolling our coastlines. South Africa, we are fucked. South Africa is a fucking mess, but I love it though. Our cops are gone. The mother of the nation is gone. The father of the nation is gone. We have lost our parents to the metaverse. Legit. It's only a matter of time until my mother becomes an NFT. All facts. Right? It's only a matter of time until my mother morphs into a fucking crypto punk. It's only a matter of time. And that shit is gonna break my heart. Right? We have lost our parents to viral TikTok videos. It's over. Yep. You can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up. And bruv, what the fuck are we doing? Huh, South Africa? What are we doing? Answer that! You pieces of shit! You ungrateful fucks. What the fuck are we doing to the parents that are still parenting? Hmm? What are we doing to the mothers and fathers that are still tethered to this realm? Hmm? The parents we haven't lost yet. Right? What are we doing to them? Huh? We are robbing them. Legit. We are tying them up. Right? Smacking them around. And then robbing them. Right? We are out here taking their shit. South Africa. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. This is shameful. Okay? When I saw this story, I was like, come on. Come on, South Africa. We are better than this. Come on. Right? Let me cut the fucking preamble. Okay? South Africa, you niggas robbed Estamasango. I mean, bruv, out of all people, right? Out of all people, you niggas robbed one of our last remaining national treasures. I mean, hey, Mandela's gone. Okay? Mandela is gone. Both the Sisulus are gone. Desmond Tutu is gone. Bruv, yo, all we have is Esther Masang. Because we Nimatigizela Mandela is gone. All we have is Esther Masangu because Brenda Fassi is gone.
Right? Miriam Makeba is gone. The fuck are we doing? What are we? Hey, South Africa, you niggas robbed Esther Masangu, one of South Africa's greatest exports. You niggas robbed her in her home. I mean, come on, bruv. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Right? This post-COVID life is tough. Right? The economy's fucked. Right? Gas prices are up. Food prices are up. Right? We got wars popping off in Ethiopia. Right? And Ukraine. Life is crazy. I get it. Life is unfair. Millennials are fucked. I get it. Life is tough. If you are a millennial, you are fucked. You are ass out. I get it. Life is difficult. But bruv, hey, you niggas, you niggas robbed Esther Masamu out of all people. And you niggas stole her money and her gun. I mean, bruv, take the money. Leave the gun. Right? Leave the gun. Because, bruv, hey, her gun is licensed. Leave the gun alone. Take the gua. Take the paintings. Right? Take some furniture. Take her phone. Take her TV. Leave the gun alone. And don't smack her around. You niggas tied her up and then proceeded to beat her up. I mean, come on, bruh. Come on. And let's keep it a buck. Whoever robbed Esther Masango knows Esther Masango. That person knows his or her way around the fucking crib. These are all fucking facts. Legit. Right? How the fuck did they know that there's a safe in the house? And that there's money in the safe? You feel me? Just saying. Just saying. I mean, you niggas are silly, bruv. I get it. Life is tough. But come on. Nigga, you gotta be ashamed of yourself, nigga. Real talk. You gotta be ashamed of yourself. All that you is. You niggas are silly. Honestly. Details of the robbery indicate that on the said day, the old woman, who was alone at the time, was preparing to take a nap after she reportedly locked all the doors of her house. Strangely, she noticed a man, unknown to her, in the house. The man allegedly grabbed her and punched her in the face before tying both her hands with a cable and then he proceeded to strangle her until she reportedly became unconscious. The fuck are y'all doing, South Africa? Hmm? The fuck are y'all doing? Why are you niggas robbing old women? Are you niggas on drugs? Huh? Are you niggas on drugs? It's just getting ridiculous. And I seen the first time I ever had to deal with any type of people on drugs, it was my wife and her boyfriend. So, you know, naturally, uh, I came home from work and I started hearing some moaning from my bedroom. And I had to go figure it out what, what was going on. So I went in there and I said, boom, boom, bam. I shot up in that door like that and the door flung open. And I seen, guess what I saw? I saw them with a double-sided dildo with their ass smashed together. 
I said, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. These motherfuckers look like cat dog. So I say, what the hell going on up in here? She, he gonna turn around and say, and she gonna say, meow. I said, oh hell, something, something gotta be wrong. And that's the first time I ever came into contact with what these drugs are doing to, to, to the community. It, it, it's just sad. It's just sad. Drugs are bad. Okay, kids? Drugs are horrible. All facts. Drugs will result into you robbing old women just so that you can support your drug habit. Drugs are horrible. Niggas in America are losing their fucking fingers and toes because of drugs. There's a new drug on the loose in the USA. The drug is called Trank Dope. It's crazy! Bruv, a dangerous street drug called Trank has infiltrated Philadelphia's opioid supply. Users are developing horrific wounds and in some cases their fingers and toes are being amputated. Bruh! This shit is crazy, bruv! Keep your fucking head on a swivel! Don't do drugs! Xylazine, an animal tranquilizer, is turning up in nearly all of Philadelphia's illicit fentanyl and heroin. Users say that it's causing sores to break out all over their bodies and soft tissue infections and bone disease in the city are up because of drugs. You niggas are on drugs. Stop doing drugs. Niggas in Philly are hopped up on animal tranquilizer and fentanyl. Motherfuckers are losing their fingers and toes because of drugs. <laughs> Don't do drugs! Okay? And I get it! I get it! Addiction is a fucking disease. I get it! But bruv, hey! Hey, listen! Listen! Don't do drugs! If you don't do drugs right now, don't start now! Don't start today! And bruv, if you are on drugs, hey, get help! Okay? If you are listening to this shit in Philadelphia, how about call Meek Mill? How about that? Call Kevin Hart! Right? Call David Lynch. Anybody! Legit, bruv! Call Will Smith! Call Rocky! You niggas need help! Niggas are losing their fingers and toes. Drugs are bad. Legit. Legit, bruv. I'm fucking lucky that I have zero addictions. Right? I'm addicted to the laughs. Right? I'm not addicted to narcotics. All facts. Shit is fucking crazy. Life is fucking crazy. Listen to this shit. Right? And I quote, I never shoot up in my hands, but, but I get abscesses in my knuckles and in the tops of my fingers. 
They are caused by whatever they are putting in the drugs. End quote. Bill said. Right? All of that was said by a guy named Bill. Whose finger was recently amputated. Because of drugs. <laughs> Don't do drugs. Zippo, I angle posting corner and say, look, Shini, where are you now? Because I'm outside, I've got a problem there. Let's talk to my mom and let's tell baby Zippo. Ask Zippo. Who's Zippo? Yeah, who's Zippo? Where are you? Zippo, where the fuck are you right now? Oh my god, Zippo, I've got no trick, but I still that we are Buzuzi. Philadelphia has rapidly become ground zero for trank use in the United States. Trank was detected in less than 2% of fatal opioid overdoses between 2010 and 2015. However, the number jumped up to 31% by 2019. Let that sink in. It's crazy, bruv. The city is hiring wound care specialists to address the infections. But the issue has largely flown under the radar. Even as Trank spreads to other parts of the United States, including Maryland, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and North Carolina. I feel him. I it's getting spooky, bruv. Buckle the fuck up, it's getting scary. And fam, it's only a matter of time until this drug makes its way to South Africa. Because that's how drugs work. Niggas wanna get higher and higher. That's how it works. Right? It's getting spooky. So buckle the fuck up and keep your head on a swivel, brother. And I quote, It's something I've never seen before anywhere else, said Sam Brennan, who's 28 years old and he's a trank user who lives in a shelter in Kensington. People all over the place, sticking needles anywhere they possibly can, passed out. You know what, bruv? Philly's going under because of trank. End quote. End quote. Bruh, yo, Philly is going under for real. And soon, the world is gonna go under because of Trank. But let's keep it a buck. Huh? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck when we have fashion? Fashion is everything. I'd like to take this moment to thank Louis Vuitton right, for everything they've given us. I'd like to thank Fila, right? Because back in the days, them niggas kept niggas fly. I'd like to thank Dapper Dan. Salute. I'd like to thank Virgil Abloh. Right? I'd like to salute Siabonga Ngwekazi. Right? He showed niggas the way in South Africa. Salute to Boss Zonke. Right, salute to the guys, man. They're the fashion killers. Right? And I want to thank Rihanna for inspiring uh, an entire generation of pregnant women. And of course, his partner, ASAP Rocky. Right? Fly gods. Right? Salute to West Saigon. Fly god. 
Just crazy. Fashion is everything. Who gives a fuck about Trank Dope when we have fashion? We have fashion. So thank you, Kate Middleton. Thank you. You are an amazing vampire's wife. We appreciate you. Siabong. Bye, donkey. It's getting spooky. 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 Weird times. Global weirding. So in this hour, let the words of Pope John Paul burn as brightly today. Never, ever give up hope. Never doubt. Never tire. Never become discouraged. Be not afraid. A dictator bent on rebuilding an empire will never erase a people's love for liberty. Brutality will never grind down their will to be free. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia. For free people refuse to live in a world of hopelessness and darkness. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Tonight, as we come on the air, Ukrainian forces are mounting a fierce counteroffensive against Russia, officials claiming several victories as the White House scrambles to contain the fallout from President Biden's speech. In Ukraine, battles still raging and some optimism among Ukrainian forces claiming they've retaken two villages in the south as well as several in the north and east. Tonight, after the president's speech on the world stage, the administration walking back one key line after Biden said of Russian President Vladimir Vladimir Putin, this man cannot remain in power. Today, Secretary of State Antony Blinken trying to clarify, saying that the U.S. does not have a strategy of regime change in Russia or anywhere else. Just before the president's address in Warsaw, Russian missiles striking in and around Lviv, only about 40 miles from the Polish border, firefighters working for hours to contain the inferno at a fuel depot on the outskirts of the city. And tonight, Ukrainian President Zelensky revealing his positions for ending this war. We have team coverage tonight from the region. ABC's senior national correspondent Terry Moran leads us off from Lviv. Tonight, Ukraine is pressing its counterattack on several fronts, claiming new victories on the battlefield. Government officials here say Ukrainian forces have retaken several villages around Kharkiv in the east. That's a city that's held out against Russian assaults for weeks. And they say more territory has been retaken near Sumy in the north, threatening Russia's overstretched supply lines. And villages outside besieged Mariupol in the south were also retaken, officials say. 
Ukrainian President Zelensky addressed his people overnight, and he accused the West of lacking the courage to take on Vladimir Putin, calling on NATO to give his country more tanks and planes, asking for 1% of its arsenal of those weapons. Zelensky described speaking with Ukrainian defenders in Mariupol, calling their heroism astonishing and adding, if only those who have been thinking for 31 days on how to hand over dozens of jets and tanks had 1% of their courage. Meanwhile, Russia continues to pound cities across Ukraine. The Russians released this new video of the missile strikes targeting fuel depots and defense infrastructure in the western city of Lviv and southwest of the capital city of Kyiv, damaging supplies for Ukrainian forces. Our James Longman on the scene. This is an oil depot. You can see the flames there burning. The city was meant to be a sanctuary for thousands, and now it feels like the war has come to them. Some of those attacks struck very close to the border with Poland, and right before President Biden delivered a fiery speech in Warsaw, where he issued this blunt warning to Putin. Don't even think about moving on one single inch of NATO territory. We have sacred obligation. We have a sacred obligation under Article 5 to defend each and every inch of NATO territory with the full force of our collective power. And then, in the last lines of his speech, perhaps carried away by the moment, Biden seemed to call for an end to Vladimir Putin's rule. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. Secretary of State Antony Blinken quickly walked back Biden's words. We do not have a strategy of regime change in Russia or anywhere else for that matter. Republican Senator and ranking member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee Jim Risch called Biden's comment a horrendous gaffe and urged the president to stay on script. This administration has done everything they can to stop escalating. There's not a whole lot more you can do to escalate than to call for regime change. The Kremlin offered a quick and terse response. The president of Russia is elected by Russians, a spokesman said. The war grinds on on the outskirts of Kyiv. Shelling turned this neighborhood into a ghost town. The debris still smoldering. Yaroslav was here when the bombs fell. He says there were one or two story buildings. It's clear that there was nothing or no one here, no weapons at all. They have destroyed everything. In the southern city of Mykolaiv, troops watched for signs of Russian advances from their trenches. Captured Russian tank passing through a checkpoint. Unka is a soldier. He says, we are going to protect our country, our freedom and our democracy. It does not matter what happens. We will stay to fight to defend the country until death. So many staying to fight. Terry Moran back with us now from Lviv. And Terry, we're just learning about a new interview with Ukrainian President Zelensky revealing his positions for ending the war. That's right, when Zelensky gave an interview to independent Russian journalists, sending a message that Ukraine would do a peace deal if Russia withdraws its troops to those territories it occupied before the war began in eastern Ukraine and Crimea. And in exchange, Ukraine would establish neutrality, not join NATO, and non-nuclear status. And the whole deal would have to be guaranteed by third countries, probably including the United States. Those peace talks will resume in Turkey tomorrow. Whit? Terry Moran leading us off. Thank you. There's been an extraordinary sporting intervention from Russia today amid the country's ongoing invasion of Ukraine. Russia is planning on launching a bid to host the European Championship in 2028 and 2032. Our chief reporter, Carve Solokol, is here with me. Carve, 
Are they having a laugh? <laughs> Very good question, Mike. Um, they are making mischief. Uh, the deadline to express an interest to host the Euros in 2028 and 2032 was at five o'clock UK time today. So just 20 minutes ago. Uh, we're waiting for confirmation from UEFA that Russia have actually expressed an interest in hosting either or Euro 2028 or 32. Now, the background to this is it hasn't totally come out of the blue because Russia hosted the World Cup in 2018. Uh, a lot of people said that was one of the most well-organised, successful World Cups ever. And they do have all the infrastructure in place to be able to host the Euros. It is something that they had been considering in the past, but nobody was expecting them to do what they appear to be doing today. Uh, the Russian Football Association, they had an executive committee meeting this morning and at that meeting, uh, they decided to contact UEFA and say, yes, we are interested. Now, it'll be very interesting to see what UEFA's response is to this, because obviously Russia are banned uh, by UEFA and FIFA, their club teams, their national team as well, uh, from playing at the moment. But they do still have a voice on the UEFA executive committee, for instance, the uh, Alexander Dukov, the president of the Russian uh, FA, has a seat on the executive committee. We will be getting a response from UEFA very, very shortly. But in the short term, it is a big headache for UEFA because UEFA were expecting that the only bid uh, for Euro 2028 was going to be from UK and Ireland. And then in two weeks' time, they were going to announce that the Euros in 2028 were going to be uh, in UK and Ireland. But of course, now Russia saying they're interested, and also it looks like Turkey have said they're interested as well. It means there has to be a whole bidding process and a vote by the executive committee, and it's going to take uh, something like a year and a half, I think September 2023, before it'll be settled, depending, of course, on what UEFA do, if they accept uh, this expression of interest from Russia. From the outside looking in, it looks like Russia are making mischief because they must know that they have absolutely no chance of winning a vote and the UEFA Executive Committee backing them to host either 2028 or 2032. Would Russia cut its losses and pull out of this war in Ukraine? There is precedent for that. Russia's invasion of Afghanistan in 1979 shares a number of similarities with its attack now on Ukraine, not just in how the war in Ukraine began or the support role played by the United States, but also how, because of how many Russian soldiers have died so far. Uh, joining me now here in Washington, CNN National Security Analyst Peter Bergen. Uh, Peter, you studied uh, both of these conflicts extensively. You wrote an op-ed about this on CNN.com. And it, there it is right there, the number that puts Vladimir Putin at risk. Let's talk about uh, the start of the war, the start of the Russian invasion in Afghanistan, some of the similarities. Uh, what are you seeing? Well, I mean, I think the big similarity, I mean, for, for Vladimir Putin, the big similarity is that 15,000 Russian troops may have died, according to estimates from NATO officials to CNN. Well, the official numbers during the 1980 war against the Soviets is 15,000 Russian soldiers dead. So. In nine years of war during the 80s, 15,000 Russian soldiers died. In one month of war in Ukraine, 15,000 soldiers have, uh, uh, Russian soldiers have died. Now, Vladimir Putin understood that the Berlin Wall fell when the Soviets pulled out of Afghanistan. He knows it's not an accident. He was an, a young KGB officer in East Germany at the time. It was a signal event in his life. 
So he must be keenly aware that, you know, <laughs> things can change, not in his favor, if enough body bags start going home. And going further back in Russian history, you know, the Romanovs, basically, they lost World War I. Uh, they, you know, first of all abdicated and then were executed. So Putin is well aware of this Russian history, that if you fail in wars, that it could be a big problem for you yourself. Right. They don't typically st stick around. Uh, when they've uh, suffered a loss like uh, they're experiencing right now. And the Ukrainians are fighting back uh, not exactly the way the uh, Afghans uh, did uh, during the war in Afghanistan, but they are fighting back in, in less, uh, I guess, uh, you know, catastrophic terms. Uh, they're using Molotov cocktails. They've uh, obviously had many demonstrations and so on. Um, but f from their perspective, they are making it very clear they're not going to be suppressed by Putin. They are going to mount this resistance. Um, and in, in many ways, it does uh, remind you of the, how things went in Afghanistan. Yeah, and the big difference, Tim, is that <clears throat> the Ukrainians are much better armed than the Afghans. The Afghans didn't have Stinger anti-aircraft missiles until 1986, i.e. seven right. years into the war. Yeah. Here, the Ukrainians have them already, and they have, they have the Javelin. They have very effective British anti-tank weapons. Um, and, you know, the results speak for themselves. So, um, you know, the, the Russian, you know, kind of failure in Ukraine is, is, is happening rather dramatically, if indeed they fail. I mean, we still it's an open question, but they're, yeah. they're clearly not winning and they may be losing. In Afghanistan, uh, until 86, the Afghans put up a big fight, but they didn't have the right weapons. The Ukrainians do have the right weapons, and also if they get their hands on F F-300 missiles, uh, these are very effective anti-aircraft weapons that they know how to use. Uh, there's obviously pressure to get those weapons into the theater. Um, and that will be even more of a game changer because right now the, you know, they can bring down ballistic missiles and they can uh, bring down uh, high-altitude aircraft uh, with these S-300s, which the Stingers cannot. Right. And um, I guess you, you're right. There's a chance that Putin could feel so cornered in Ukraine that he could use uh, weapons of mass destruction, uh, yeah. even uses nuclear arsenal. Um, God forbid that happens. Uh, but what does the Afghan experience tell us about whether or not Putin would go down that road in Ukraine? Well, certainly the Afghan experience showed, I mean, the Soviets were, you know, they killed a million Afghans. I mean, that's the minimal number, and as many as two million. They made a third of the population homeless. So, you know, these kinds of Russian tactics, we saw it in Grozny, we saw it in Aleppo and Syria. Right. I mean, Scorcher tactics are not new. That's right. Um, and I want to ask you about the Taliban um, in, in Afghanistan and, and what's happening now. Um, the Taliban postponing the return uh, to school for girls above uh, the sixth grade. Um, the U.S. representative for Afghanistan says that caught the U.S. by surprise. Uh, perhaps that should not have come as a surprise, but help, help our viewers understand what's happening there right now, because we haven't touched base uh, with you on this in some time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I find it deeply unsurprising. Yeah. <laughs> Seven months after they took power, you know, they are preventing uh, girls who are above the age of 13 to go to school. Uh, to go, put that in the unsurprising file, not in the uh, I'm deeply surprised file. And, you know, that's been part of their project from the beginning is to exclude women from the workplace and exclude girls above a certain age from education. And they, the education ministry in Afghanistan said, you know, we're going to design a new uniform. And that's the problem. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> it doesn't right. take you seven months to design a new uniform. So it, it's, it's an excuse. Unfortunately, I don't think it's surprising. And it's of a piece with kind of their project right now, which is they didn't reform uh, any, it's just window dressing when they've sort of said that we're different and, and it basically shows that they haven't changed.
Yeah, the, the Taliban, we didn't expect a whole lot of changes out of the Taliban, and, and they're not uh, surprising us in the least. Uh, all right, Peter Bergen, thank you very much. Good to see you. In the whole world of it Now I gotta crush it Vallejo fishes Then you should be disgusted How dare you sell a square fish Asking us to trust it A half slice of cheese Mickey D's on a budget Arby's crispy fish Is simply it With lines round the corner We might need a guest list Eggs is stage left The sandwiches taste fresh A little cube of fish From a clown is basic Say less This argument is baseless Drowned in tartar That Vallejo fish is tasteless See, Arby's only deals in the greatness. I bet the house on it like it's Vegas. Look, I could sell water to a well. How could you ever think I'd fail? Yeah, the crispy fish sandwich blazing trails. The mother clown's just too frail. Yeah, if you know me and you know me well, all fish is gonna tip that scale. This is a paid advertisement brought to you by the unrivaled, the unparalleled, Arby's. So am I okay to kind of say, you know, the New York Times UK correspondent, Jonathan Pye? You know, I need a title. What for Twitter? I mean, Putin, he's, he's waving his massive KGB willy at us. You know, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. And we're not hard enough. It's like an outdate button mushroom down there. What do you think of the tie? Too much. I don't really know what to say. You know, for the first time in my career, there are no words or expletives that can do this situation justice. War crimes are happening right now, from where I'm sat, about a thousand miles that way. When it comes to sanctions, the EU are going full pelt, seizing billionaires' yachts, their villas, the whole shebang. Problem is, of course, they're still paying Russia for 40% of their gas. 350 million euros a day. So Putin has no shortage of cash rolling in to finance his war machine. And if Europe gets too whingy, he can just turn the gas off. So Putin's got Europe by the shortened curlies. Uh, what? Pubes. Here in the UK, we don't have quite the same problem. Only 5% of our gas comes from Russia. Here, we're reliant on something far more precious, Russian money. For 20 years, Putin has been using illicit money to fund an oligarchy of billionaires to keep his corrupt regime in power. And for 20 years, those Kremlin-approved oligarchs have been coming here to invest their ill-gotten gains via a loophole that allows people to buy property in the UK anonymously. These are homes valued at tens of millions of pounds, a cluster of Russian jewels. Welcome to Londongrad, Moscow on Thames. 87,000 homes in Britain were bought through offshore companies by anonymous millionaires. At least £1.5 billion worth of those are owned by Russians with direct links to the Kremlin. London is the money laundering capital of the world, bar none. What an accolade! The London Laundromat, a one-stop corruption shop for anyone who needs to hide their money away with no questions asked. We have let it happen for years because it's how the UK makes money. It's the only industry we have left. 
Without it, we'd just be a car park for France. Open Britain, where anyone, arms dealer, drug dealer, people, trafficker, warlord, or in this case, hundreds of Kremlin-backed millionaires can rinse their dirty money clean by buying up the most expensive houses in London. And, for the most part, leaving them empty, which inflates the market so much that the rest of us have to sell a kidney just to buy a shed. How about we seize all the oligarchs' mansions and hand them over to Ukrainian refugees? Or, or actually, I'll have the five-storey mansion in Kensington and the Ukrainian family can just have my place. And when they run out of houses to buy, they buy other things. Our football clubs, our newspapers, our vodka. And we were happy to do this, because since the Cold War, Russia hasn't really been a threat at all, has it? I mean, this was Boris Johnson not four months ago. The old concepts of... Uh, of fighting big tank battles on, uh, in, in, on the European landmass are, are over. That aged well. Speaking of Boris Johnson, he's up to his tits in it as well. Since he became Prime Minister, Tories have accepted £2 million in Russian donations. I know in American terms, £2 million is the political donation equivalent of tipping the bellboy, but here we're much more strict. We put a limit on the amount of dirty, illegal, kleptocratic money that our main political parties can take, which has an upside for Putin because it means British politicians are incredibly cheap to buy. In 2020, 14 members of Johnson's government received Russian cash. The Tory party chairman even runs a luxury concierge service that helps oligarchs buy property in London. For years, our government was handing out golden visas to hundreds of millionaires, many with close ties to the Kremlin, buying entry to our country and then influencing policy with their fat checkbooks. So of course, while the oligarchs' yachts and villas in Europe have been seized, their London mansions remain untouched. Because the dreadful, terrifying truth is, stronger sanctions against Putin are in danger of hurting us more than it does him. And this was Putin's plan all along. For 20 years, he's been slowly neutralising us as a threat by using our own greed against us. Putin is a vicious, brutal war criminal, a mass-murdering tyrant, but a mass-murdering tyrant we can do business with. Right? So what does that make us? Gutless. And Putin, more than most, knows quite how gutless we are. He's been taking the piss for 15 years and watching us do nothing. In 2006, he murdered a political enemy in a busy London restaurant with polonium. In retaliation, we expelled four Russian diplomats. The diplomatic equivalent of doing this. In 2018, he did the same again with a chemical nerve agent and nearly took half the cathedral city of Salisbury with him. UK's response? Prince William didn't go to the World Cup final in Moscow. Oh, that'll teach him. But it didn't, did it? Putin is an enemy who has form in overwhelming use of violence, punishing the civilians for choosing democracy. Shame on him. But shame on us. What kind of a democracy allows itself to be willingly undermined by a dictator? What sort of a democracy turns a blind eye when an authoritarian interferes in its elections and murders innocent people in its streets? What's the point of democracy and freedom from tyranny if we welcome money earned through tyranny? But here we are. 
Our entire way of life, Western democracy, revealed as a charade, a thin veneer behind which is hidden all the money we can stuff in our pockets. A story we tell ourselves to make us feel safe and moral when, in fact, we are neither. It's so f***ing depressing. There you go, I found the words. F***ing depressing. <sighs> what do we think about UK correspondent for the New York Times? I think it's got a nice ring to it. The world is changing, shit. <laughs> Joe Rogan saying nigga and shit. It's been years. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nigga, that wasn't years. That was let it, days. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. He said every nigga in Philly looked like a monkey. Well, a lot of days. <laughs> a lot of days. A lot of days. But years. Listen, worth nigga. Of days. Hey, hey, Joe, Joe, Joe. Let me tell you something, nigga. You lucky I got family in Philadelphia because they was coming here to fuck you up, man. I said, listen, listen, I held all niggas back on behalf of Joe. Y'all give me a round of applause, nigga. Thank you. Thank you. And please tell told, all your I friends I told all I niggas, I said, hey, Joe, my nigga. I know, Dave, he, I know he got Dave Chappelle and shit, but, you know, Dave Chappelle, ain't in the motherfucking streets, nigga. His wife Asian and shit. <laughs> the Joe Rogan experience. What's the, um, what's the, the new dictator of North Korea? You gonna like Kim Jong Un? Yeah. What's his daddy name? Kim Jong Il. Kim Jong Kim Jong Il. Okay. Um, Kim Jong Il. I was having a discussion about Kim Jong Il. You gonna like this? Whoever plays golf. Apparently, he was just he was such an amazing man. And this this is like Kim Jong Il. This is like in his official documents. Like this is the things that he done in his official mm -hmm. documents. That apparently when Kim Jong Il was born, all the birds in North Korea start singing in Korean, apparently. I wasn't there. I can't I can't verify or deny. <laughs> I was there. Apparently apparently birds in, in North Korea they can speak a dialect. Maybe Brooklyn birds rap. I don't know. But this is what I know that people gonna understand. Kim Jong il apparently uh, Yeah. Eleven hole in ones. <laughs> First time ever playing golf. First time ever. Ele I was reading this I know white men have lost their mind if they ever read this shit. 11 holes in one, first time ever playing golf. He shot 38 under, 11 <coughs> holes in one at the 7,700-yard championship course at Pyongyang in the very first golf round of his life, according to North <laughs> Korea state media. This was in 1994 when Kim was 52 years old. Even more impressive, Kim stood just five foot three, yet he was able to overpower a course as long as any ever played in major championship history. Who knows how good Kim could have been if he had taken up the sport earlier. <laughs> oh, oh, can you find, can you go down and find in 2011, this man is amazing. In 2011, apparently, in Korea, at court, in the official documents, he created and invented the burrito in 2011. And then when I was reading that, all the rest of that shit, I was okay with because I wasn't there. But when he <laughs> claimed that he created the fucking burrito, I lost it. I was like, what? UN and what does it say? Oh, this is the videos doesn't it's not related to the headline. Oh, it's not okay, just the videos unrelated. But it Kim Jong Il invented invents burrito. 
You didn't invent no damn burrito. <laughs> like, like, I've been eating burritos all my life. Yeah, when was the burrito officially invented? It's got to be hundreds of years old. Came oh. up with the burrito in 2011 before he died. Oh. <laughs> before he died of a heart attack. I, oh. I found the old blockbuster movie. Because apparently I was having a blockbuster night. Inside that movie, it was a receipt from 1999. On that receipt, I ordered a Taco Supreme, which they got rid of, which I'm still mad at Taco Bell about that shit. You know what I'm saying? And two burritos. So that's in 1999. So how the hell did he invent it in 2000? I was pissed. I said, fuck him, yo, ill. Like, he's <laughs> lying ass. Can you imagine being over there and having to go along with that, though? <laughs> they have to go along with everything over there. Like, when he died, they had to cry for days and days and days. And if you didn't cry enough, they put you in jail for six months. They felt like you weren't crying enough. <laughs> <laughs> they just put you in jail. That was the shit. Fuck, man! Imagine growing up there. How are they? Mm. How are they measuring your tears? <laughs> this, you have to keep crying. You have to. You ever see it? They're wailing, like like acting, like oh. <laughs> throwing it. Watch this. Watch the, they show the people on the streets. The people on the streets were just wailing. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Whoa, look at them. They're just screaming and wailing. I, just, I don't know. I don't want to be drinking nothing at this time. <laughs> See, they have to do this. Like, they have to scream and cry. I had this lady on Yon Me Park. <laughs> you see the stone face, yeah. man? His ass is in jail right now. Yeah, that guy's right going there. to jail. That dude's going straight to jail. They probably found him. That guy. Yeah, you're fucked, that, buddy. Them, four, them three. Yeah. All them four. All them little pack. Y'all that, dude, that dude's looking sideways. He's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> One dude's like, hey, man, they finna arrest me. You know they're right. We not crying. Look how they got old ass cars, too. They're taking him around like a 1979 Lincoln. <laughs> Look at that car. That's ridiculous. You imagine? But that's probably the best cars they have over there. Like they're not inventing cars over there, right? I don't think that they is get an old ass fucking car. Mm -hmm. I had this lady Yon Me Park, and she escaped from North Korea when she was 13 years old. Mm. Made it to China. It's a terrifying story. Terrifying story. She was basically sold into sex slavery. So was her mother. Like she was 13. Damn. Made her way through China and eventually got to Europe and eventually got to South Korea. Uh, South Korea eventually got to Europe and then to America. Mm. But it's a crazy story. Being in South Korea and going to perform for the troops when they were they were still in an active, considered active zone. In the bus, the bus we were on, the street was right. You can see North Korea. You can see how their fences and all their military stuff and the guns were following our little van. Because it's like this street, you're going up into this to these mountains. And the dude was like, yeah, they, they keep an eye on us, and then we keep an eye on them. It's like this is the line. And when we went to perform, it was like all these dudes were just bald-headed dudes. It's like, in this, like, yeah, we in the field. I'm like... So, and in the middle of my performance, they it got cut short because they had to go back out or something. It was like, but you see the people who's in a quote unquote going into an active zone and yeah. you performing. And this black lieutenant, she was like, "Thank you for coming." And she she was like, 
this, she was over this squad. She was like real tough lady. She gave me this coin. This is a combat coin. They, they talk cruel thing. Thank you, but we have to go. We appreciate it. And that's how she was talking, just like that. I wasn't like I'm not making fun of her voice. <laughs> she was, appreciate you, and and they was gone. Like damn. And as we was riding back, they're like, "Yo, man, this shit for real." And you see, it's like you see it on the on the movies, but you don't ever see the actual rolls of razor wire laid on yeah. the ground and on the top, and these spikes that's up and the big ass guns and a tower, and they, you can see them. Like, damn. And you and somebody escaped. They got to go through that type of shit. Imagine if you were on like the Del Rio border. And you see guns, like the Mexicans had guns pointed at America. We got guns pointed at them. Mm. How fucking strange is that area? North Korea and South Korea is nuts. I think we should be factual and, first of all, do everything so that the situation doesn't get out of control. I wouldn't use those terms because I continue to speak to President Putin because what we do, we want to do collectively. We want to stop the war that Russia launched in Ukraine, without waging war and without escalation. Oh man. Uh, Richard Williams um, was a fierce defender of his family. In this time in my life, in this moment, I am overwhelmed by what God is calling on me to do and be in this world. Making this film, I got to protect Ingenue Ellis, who was one of the most the strongest, most delicate people I've ever met. I got to protect Sanaya and Demi, the two actresses that played Venus and Serena. I'm being called on in my life to love people and to protect people and to be a river to my people. And I know to do what we do, you gotta be able to take abuse, you gotta be able to have people talk crazy about you in this business, you got to be able to have people disrespecting you. And you got to smile and you got to pretend like that's okay. But Richard Williams, and what I loved, thank you, D. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful, that's when the devil comes for you. Smith did tonight was straight bullshit. Props and congratulations to him for winning the Oscar because damn it, he deserved it.
and I love the brother and I'm proud of him, but boy was that a shameful act for him to commit tonight. To go up on stage and slap Chris Rock like that, he's lucky he didn't get his ass kicked, particularly after the event was over. If not by Chris Rock, to the fellas he had there with him, I mean, damn. Denzel and Bradley Cooper and Tyler Perry having to calm you down. Your publicist having to run out and, and calm you down. I mean, damn. Come on, bro. Come on, man. There's no excuse for it, ladies and gentlemen. Don't even try to justify it, okay? Chris Rock said it years ago. Every time black folks doing something, you know who messes it up. I never dreamed of my wildest dreams. I'd be saying that about Will Smith. A black man, Will Packer, did a phenomenal job producing the Oscars. And you do this to stain yourself, to stain the Academy Awards? Damn. My children will not come to school on Monday with a mask on, all right? That's not happening. And I will bring every single gun loaded and ready to, I, I will call every- That's three minutes. You, you come past your time. It's a policy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'll see y'all on Monday. Maui. My beloved baby daddy, please shoot all these fools. Our cyborg kids want to update their software. Beep 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 bop. I'm a robot, baby. Allah sent me here to destroy humanity. I love you. Allahu Akbar bitches.